Hey, it's Tardy to the party. He's Bill Mugger and Dan Brutus, and uh, we're working our way through Disney and Avatar, and uh, we're back on Disney, and it's the 80s, and It stuff. is the 80s it, as shit. It, this is our first 80s movie, at least in, in our journey through Disney through the decades, as, as this project stands. Yeah. We already did Black Cauldron, if you want to go find that. Yeah, for people, uh, yeah, we, we already did Black Cauldron God knows how many years ago. Um, and we just, we said collectively, fuck it, the fox and the hound. So yeah. we made the the giant leap from the rescue. If you want to go all the way back in episode 79. Oh, really? That far back for the Black Cauldron? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. That's, that's ridiculous knowing this is... 15 years this ago. This is episode 325. Jesus <laughs> Christ. We haven't been doing this forever. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I can't remember what we said about Black Cauldron. I can't imagine it was good. Oh, um, yeah. but... Yeah, no, I was genuinely shocked to go mm. from the sweaty armpit that is the, the rescuers, not the rescuers down under, but just the original rescuers, to this! Mm -hmm. Which, mm -hmm. this feels like a modern Disney product. Mm -hmm. Like, it's actually, it's no longer Xeroxed, you know, line arts. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels like people actually cared about this movie. <laughs> like, it wasn't just yeah. done by a bunch of, like, 98-year-old men being <laughs> supervised by a high school football player. Like, yeah. Not... Saying, I don't know, I guess we could do something with mice. I guess. Oh, so what's your history with the Great Mouse Detective? Uh, I don't know if I... I'm assuming I saw it when I was little. Because you were, you would have but... been wee like single digits when this came out, right? Yeah. Because yeah, I would have been eleven, eighty-six. Yeah, I would have yeah. been like six, five or six. This would have been maybe a little bit too young for you to see in the theater. I think my dad liked it. Okay. If Your I dad seems to have good taste in this, you know, a Disney movie that's about Sherlock Holmes. I could see that being appealing yeah. to a guy like that. You know. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, I was shocked. That I haven't, I haven't watched it in ages, and I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's actually. I was kind of expecting it to be like, meh, but no, it's it's. I, you know what? And <laughs> I give pretty much all of that credit to Vincent Price as the bad guy. I mean, that doesn't hurt. I mean, the actual voice cast in this is just, you know what? I uh, for someone who mm. spent all of the rescuers screaming about how who was the who was the girl in the rescuers. Fucking Penny uh, or whatever. Veva. V oh, the little girl. The little yeah, girl. Penny. Yeah. Uh, fucking. She was yeah. all icky wicky baby. Mm -hmm. uh, Olivia, the little girl in this cartoon, may be the cutest Disney character ever. Legitimately you know why? cute. Why is that? You know why? Because she got Irish accent. She got that. Well, that, I think it's technically. That goes. That goes a long way. <laughs> I technically, I'm assuming it's supposed to be a Scottish accent because the moment her dad oh, opens yeah. his mouth, Irish or Scottish, you're like, oh, that is just Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yep. So I get. Well, I forgot. I was gonna say. I was gonna joke that this is the role that got that guy the Scrooge McDuck gig. But I guess uh, mm. he must have done Scrooge McDuck or Mickey's Christmas Carol a couple years before this. So I guess there was also like a record that he did about. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the Mickey Christmas Carol he did on record first, and then he did the animated version. But yeah, later. this is so lovingly animated, and it's not a very. <laughs> it's not a movie of big scope. You can tell like they they I still think... didn't have a ton of money, but. I think it was the. It helps that Glenn Keane was the uh, supervisor. That's the crazy thing. You fire up these credits, and it is just. We noted that some of these names had already begun to pop up in the rescuers, because I think Glenn Keane is distantly mentioned in the credits for the rescuers and stuff. But this is like Clements and Musker who did. I, I should look up for sure. I I think it's Clements and Musker who did Little Mermaid, Aladdin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember if they did Lion King because I know there's the two teams that switched off. 
Like, the, like, God, who did Beauty and the Beast? But, like, you've got, like, Andreas Deha. You got Glenn Keane. I'm assuming he must have been the, the lead for Radigan, because Radigan's so much a big burly. Like, I could see that being a Glenn Keane. But even all the, all the characters in this are really nicely animated. Um, and mm -hmm. it's just a very handsome, tiny, little, low-budget Disney film. Um, yeah, yeah you, this definitely feels like people who cared made this thing. Which is remarkable to say, because I don't think we could have said that since at least, at least, like, maybe 101 Dalmatians. If even before yeah. that, which... Since Walt died, basically. At least, and even then, I kind of think they were kind of coasting on autopilot a little bit after Disney stopped paying attention to the features and was spending more of his time working on uh, Disneyland and shit like that. But... It is, it is pretty <clears throat> weird that... I, mean, I know he didn't know he was near the end of his life, yeah. but you think, you think that somebody as prolific at Disney would have groomed, like, a number two. That's the amazing at... thing, where, like... I, if I remember correctly... Or did he just assume, I'm gonna live forever? I, I do think it was one of those things when he died, like, he only got... Like, he only found out he had cancer, like, maybe two months before. Because he died, like... I think it was, like, December of 66. And I think he only mm -hmm. went to the doctor for the first time in, like, that August. And so I think it was so quick that, like, there was... He had no chance to... But although you would think... Because he was, like... I think he was, like, in his 50s or something like that. Or 60s. Because mm -hmm. I think he was born around the turn of the century. You'd think you would start thinking a little... Especially with... The entire company hinging on that one guy. Yeah. yeah. Or at least talk to his daughter and say, hey, daughter, do you want to have any vested interest in taking over the company rather than your fucking high school football boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, do uh -huh. something. And well, that's funny because, yeah, just noting that this came out in 1986, that means this is exactly 20 years since Walt Disney died that you get the first flicker of life in the company again where it's like, okay, maybe, maybe there's a future to this shit. Um... So, yeah, so you probably just saw this on, like, a white clamshell VHS tape years after it came out, then? Probably, oh, I'd yeah. assume so. Yeah, I'd only heard about... Th it's funny, because in my mind's eye, I always refer to this as Basil of Baker Street, because I've only heard this movie by reputation, you know, by reading animation history books and interviews and stuff with uh, animation people, and everyone who worked on this still refers to this as Basil of Bakel Baker Street, because uh, yeah. that was the working title until the last ten minutes before... Fucking Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg came in because that's this is the this is yeah this is a big deal movie because this is um the last movie that Tron Miller <laughs> the high school football jock husband of Disney's daughter he, he this is the last movie that I he was involved in this is the last movie that he approved but this is also the first movie that I guess this must have been in the middle of production when uh that Tron Miller Ron Miller guy got kicked out. And the Disney Board of Executives finally said, we need to get some <laughs> fresh blood in this company. We, we need to actually hire real Hollywood people. Let's hire Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg away from Paramount uh, Pictures. And let's give them control. And so I guess they came in. I don't think they fucked with this movie too badly. They, they, they only showed up just long enough to be like, Basil of Baker Street sounds stupid. No one cares mm -hmm. about Sherlock Holmes. I guess the young Sherlock Holmes, the movie, came out a year before this had bombed. And so... They did the Hollywood thing of, like, if, if one movie about a thing bombed, then every other movie that might even seem tangentially yeah. related to that thing has to change their name and stuff. So, yeah, they they changed the name to Basil to The Great Mouse Detective, which <clears throat> I guess famously caused kerfuffle with people making the movie because they were like, that's dumb. That's like, I, I guess this is infamous of an event enough that it eventually became, like, its own Jeopardy category of, like, oh. like take a f the name of a classic Disney movie and retitle it like 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 The Great Mouse Detective where instead of just being the name of the movie it's like 
instead of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, it's seven little men help a lady. Instead of Pinocchio, yeah. it's it's a wooden puppet who wants to become a boy, if that was the title of the movie. And so, yeah, I guess that became... Did I just hear a dog bark on your end? Was that that was your... That was, I, that was on your end. That was on my end. Man, it picked up so... You got a dog! What? Like, how did that I know I do. I... <laughs> I know I I know I do, but it, yeah. it I only heard it in my headphones. I didn't hear it in my ears. That'll be fascinating to see if it comes up. The Weird. Room. I just assumed that Willie just barked at something. I mean, it po yeah, it popped up on my my my. Yeah, on your end of the recording. Yeah. Aww. I, I usually can hear hear him, but I <laughs> you know, only heard it come through the speaker. You know what I think it was? Weird. Go what? Ghost mutt. Ghost mutt. <laughs> ghost, ghost mutt. mutt. He's our he's ghost always mutt. been our secret third party. Uh, uh, podcast co-host. He just hasn't made his present note until now. Mm. But yeah, so I guess that's the uh, that was the one big kerfuffle, and so this movie came out, and also, wait, what did, wait, mm. did this actually come out against American Tale? Who did American Tale? Oh, let's see. American Tale. Because I, I think this, I, I think I remember as a kid, yeah, there was a kerfuffle about how this, this was 1986 was the Battle of the Animated Mice. We had the yeah, Great Mouse Detective. That was 1986. Yeah, go against Don Bluth, and I guess Don Bluth crushed the Great Mouse Detective. I guess the Great Mouse Detective. Well, he had the bucks. magic of Don Dom DeLuise in there. Come on. What was the cast of that goddamn shit? Yeah, Dom DeLuise. Not at Madeline Kahn. I might have to go huh? back and rewatch uh, American Tale and mm. jerk off to it. Did she play a sexy mm. cat? Hmm. Ooh. Let's see, what did she play? Oh, Madeline Kahn? Yeah, Madeline, Madeline Kahn Kahn's in, in the fucking... She played Goosey Mouseheimer, wow, a German-born mouse. Wow. Apparently, I don't remember that movie as well as I thought I did, because I don't remember that character. I have never seen American Tale. I've only seen the goddamn music video for that goddamn fucking song. It played over and over and over again. Mm. Anyway, so I guess... Uh, yeah, I guess American Tale totally trounced uh, the Great Mouse what? Detective at the box office. But I guess Mike, uh, Eis Michael Eisner and Jeffrey Katzenberg, they were uh, encouraged enough by all the positive re reviews of The Great Mouse Detective, I guess it was much better reviewed than American Tale was, that they mm -hmm. were like, okay, we see that like everyone at least appreciated that this the studio tried to do a better job with this movie. Let's try let's let's keep on putting time and effort and money into these movies. And that's how this this is really kind of start i can't when's oliver and company is that after this let's see oh yeah. uh, i think so um, it's so 80s cool it is so eight that's 1988 and well that that's the important thing is like let's see um what's the name of this i remember movie? i that one i actually literally remember seeing why did i put literally in front of that <laughs> i remember seeing it in the, in the theater and both me and my mom were so mad after seeing it because we both disliked it so much. Oh no! I hated that movie. I walked out of that. That was the first time I can remember leaving a theater mad. No oh, man. So okay, so the yeah, the timeline is okay. So I guess by the time this came out, <laughs> fucking Oliver and Company was already under work. But The Little Mermaid was the first movie that started from the ground up with mm -hmm. like, hey, let's put some money and stuff. And I guess it was the su a success of The Great Mouse Detective. Which Clements and Musker are like, okay, let's get uh, fucking Mencken and Ashman from Broadway. They had just done Little Shop of Horrors. Let's see if they can't do some songs. Let's do The Little Mermaid. Let's try to do a more classical Disney film. And the rest is history. That just started the whole renaissance. And it's the, the Great Mouse Detective is kind of the springboard for that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You just which think, is which, yeah. Which is weird because they only put two songs in here. Yeah. Some, but and they and what else? so it's not no. a musical, but but they threw two in randomly. There's one that kind of fits the setting because they go to a cabaret club, and the other one just. I it's guess a joke. It's a, to sing. it's 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 a rec- no. Then no, there's three songs because there's Radigan's big villain number, but then uh-huh. he also has the song on the record oh, player. Well. Yeah, I don't really count that <laughs> as because it's not a musical number. But it is funny that like there's only really one typical song because even yeah. even the other song is just like a dance hall number. It's like diegetic. Mm-hmm. It's not like anyone. It's not like a musical number. Uh, yeah, and I it did, doesn't move the plot forward. I was kind of like, it's funny too because when when that musical, I, I don't know if you want to do blow by blow, but like when it got to the, I don't know, I did it, but it's <laughs> up <no, laughs> whatever. You. As long as we get, as long as we get to all your notes, I guess. Uh, when it yeah. got to the dance hall number. I was like, oh my god. Like, I shouldn't be surprised that the burlesque dance hall number in an 80s Disney movie is terrible. But I was like, this mm-hmm. is the least sexiest. Da- oh, but she does eventually kind of end up flashing her butt a little bit. And she ends up showing yeah. a little bit of leg. But I did see part of the trivia you- for this movie is that the original version of that dance hall number was uh, a song written by Henry Mancini, who is the guy who did the... He's, he's a famous musician who did the score for this movie. Was a more like actual burlesque thing. Uh, I guess Tron Miller was all like, "No, that's too sexy. You gotta like, you gotta make it more cute. You can't can't be." So they had to go back and reanimate half the thing, and they replaced that song wholesale with a song that was kind of cooked up on a whim by the voice actress who was doing that number. And mm-hmm. so they just had her come up with a, like a song at the last minute, and they reanimated like half that sequence and. Yeah, I guess they said it was like then they had to like slow down and repurpose what footage, try to salvage what put, uh, what footage they could from the original version of that number. So that's why it's kind of like a really kind of weirdly, kind of yeah. So, I'm sorry, you're gonna say something? Oh, I don't remember. What the fuck? Hey, what what was up with? Why <laughs> so many mice movies? Yeah, that's the weird thing. I well, I guess part of the Genesis- the rescuers. Yeah, an American tale. An American tale. Five goes west. Secret I... of Nim. The Rescuer is Down Under. The Great Mouse Detective. There's something about animators just getting off to the idea of, like, there's a world beneath our feet. Just beyond just beyond the corner of your yes, eye, there's yeah. little mouse people having a world. Like, because I was thinking about this, because, like, why... It, <laughs> you get so YouTuber-y about the, the world of this movie, because, like, all everyone in this movie seems to have, like, a human equivalent... Because, like, it's, you know, the basil of Baker Street. He lives underneath uh, <clears throat> the house where, I guess it's an apartment where Sherlock Holmes lives. I guess there's a <laughs> mouse queen that, mm-hmm. like, is, like, Queen Victoria, but for mice. And I guess she's been, she lives as long, she's been alive so as this, long as Queen Victoria. Does this work the same as your your beloved Christmas special where there's, like, just a mouse version of every human? Which special was that? The, the one with the piss, uh, giraffe piss water. <laughs> what the, well, am I, am I having a stroke or are you having a stroke? I'm totally never You are. The, 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 I know the, we've talked the, about this before, but I can't remember exactly which thing, yeah. It's the one with the mice. The rank, the, the car animated oh, the Christmas special the with Christmas, the mice, yeah, okay, Bill. Yeah. Did we do an episode yeah. about that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was Night Before Christmas, which yeah. is a very similar thing, because you've got the clockwork mice uh, living with the clockmaker. Oh, that's a good point, actually, yeah. yeah. No, but it's a similar and if, thing. And if, if the human equivalent of the the mouse person dies, does the mouse have to die, that's too? That's what I'm wondering, because, or like, vice versa? they talk about fun. 
fucking the, 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 the Watson version. It's funny because the name's not actually Watson because they can't call him Watson because I guess the human is called Watson, but the mouse mm -hmm. equivalent is called Dawson? Just like mm -hmm. it's not Sherlock Holmes, the mouse. He's got to be Basil of Baker Street. They can't just call him Sherlock. But, like, so did, like, Dawson the mouse go off to the fight? The Afghanistan Afghani mice? Because they yeah. talked about he came just came back from the Afghani war. Yeah. And, like, so does that suggest that, like, there was, like, a Christian Jesus mouse who got massacred, <laughs> like, who got, like... <laughs> Crucified, crucified by the by the Roman mice. <laughs> yeah, because, and there's like a, like a mouse Allah that like the Afghanist there's, Afghanis were like. <laughs> there's a little Hitler mouse. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If the, and, but if history has, to, and, yeah, it's again, it's it's all done just to, just because animators love the cutesy thing of like. Oh, we have to have the characters running around in the human world because that's cute. Because, like, it's not like in DuckTales, like, the ducks... Because that's another animal world. Where, but, like, the animals are just allowed to be the people of that world. It's not ever suggested that, like, Scrooge McDuck is just a duck who belongs to an actual human named Scrooge McDuck who's doing exactly all the same things that he's doing. It's it's a little weird, but it's so, it's so consistent with the mice thing, though. Yeah, yeah. you can never just have, like... Just the mice having an adventure. They've always got to be... Because everyone loves to be like, like, oh, what if they're furniture? Although it's weird, too, though, because I want to say, because, like, so much of the appeal for animators of having mice as characters is, like, oh, they're, they're furniture. Their plates are buttons. That's exactly. But they don't even do that that much in this movie, because, like, at, at, like, the apartment for, like, Sherlock Holmes is just a tiny apartment. But it's not, like... Yeah. They don't even do that that much in this movie, so they could have just made it just a mouse world. But, Yeah. I don't Man, know. I searched for animated movies about mice to see how many. All of them. They're all and, just antecedently yeah. <laughs> about mice. Yeah. And there's the one of the, I gave me a whole bunch of different lists, and one of his anime musicals about mice. What? And, really? And, yeah. and and yeah, there's a bunch you would expect on there, but also Dangerous and Wet they threw in there. What the hell is Dangerous and Wet from 1953? Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, gotta Google that shit. That's dangerous. Know. Oh no! But if I type in Dangerous and Wet fit. Mice. No, it's no. It just search dangerous and wet. It's just a musical romance movie from 1950. But it's animated. It's not just people, people like dressed know. up like mice or something like that. No, it's just no. It's just people. They're just human beings. I don't know why it was on the list. It's weird. Okay, yeah. Google doesn't always know what it's doing. Yeah. But hey, why do the why do my <laughs> are mice so self aware? They have to have like have the halves in their house like they're gonna get confused well his address says uh 22 1 because uh, he lives at the same address right? baker street yeah. but it's 22 and a half because you think the half for a mouse would be the size of a normal building it wouldn't be like <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah know. and so like that's the thing if sherlock holmes moves does basil have to move with him is, is, is his identity so wrapped mm -hmm. up in like sherlock holmes that, well like exactly sherlock holmes dies the next day if he gets murdered by you know fucking moriarty does, is mm -hmm. Basil obligated to shoot himself? Because, like, what's he going to do in a world where he's no longer the doppelganger? Yeah. I mean, that's all Cinema Sins YouTube kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But it is funny when you start the... Especially because the Queen thing! We're like, okay, because they specifically point out, like, I guess it's the 60th anniversary of the Mouse Queens becoming the Mouse Queen because she's the Mouse version of Our, Queen Victoria. So I that's, guess mice live human years in this? That's what I'm saying. And so mm. unless, like, you know, she's, like, there's been generations of mice pretending to be the mouse queen. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it's 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 very silly. But, yeah. I mean, I do love the animation because, like, all the characters, this looks like, this movie feels like what the Disney afternoon was trying to be in terms of quality of yeah. animation and everything like that. Because, like, 
It's funny because I know people, especially little kids who kind of grew up with the Disney Afternoon. The Disney Afternoon didn't start until I was like 15. And so I was into the Disney Afternoon, but I could still appreciate that animation is not as good as feature animation. But it's funny that. But it was like, better than like He Man and Voltron exactly. and all that garbage. But it's funny, on. I know so many people who grew up with the Disney Afternoon who misremember the animation. No Yo, know, that's what I'm saying. But like those people tend to misremember the animation looking like the Great Mouse Detective. But you well, go every back, now and then. Every now like, and then. Well, the opening just credits like how anim look so how good. Anima Animaniacs or Looney Tunes, yeah. they get the good animation studio every once oh, in a while. And like, too, damn, yeah. this looks tight. God, yeah. And Disney was the same way. Sometimes it would look really good. Sometimes it would look like, oh no, they made all the mistakes. But man, this movie smells like McDonald's. It's that kind of era of Disney, <laughs> though. Yeah. Where it's like the 80s yeah. Disney. Did they do like a great mouse detective? They had to have done McDonald's toys. McDonald's. Oh, I'm sure. Because like, but like, I could totally. Was, I know they. I know Disney was. Um, oh yeah, that is. Like during Aladdin and stuff, there it was more. They had a Burger King deal. There's a well again with. I always talk about Defunct Land, but I think Defunct Land did a whole history of McDonald's and all the fast food tie-ins that they did, and there was a mm -hmm. thing of like, I guess that towards the end of the Reagan era, 80s. There was, like, a crackdown on, like, Disney, you can't just be forcing fast food down kids' throats with McDonald's. And so I guess they were like, well, let's do Burger King instead. I guess that's the healthier option or something like that. But, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm looking well, they at... Had the, the, the Burger King had the kids' club with all the the uh, different kids. You know, they got uh, the, the wheelchair kid. There's they the robot the, kid with the visor? The robot, yeah. Yeah. I only get it because I was like, like you know, my teens when I I'd see the commercials, but I never really like. Yeah, my well, a couple of my sisters worked at Burger King at the time. Oh, okay. So. Oh, you were like Marty McFly then. I was exactly like Marty McFly. <laughs> That's cute because I the... like because because uh, Back to the Future is your one touchstone for everything. <laughs> if it's in if it's in Back to the Future and you can reference it through Back to the Future, it's... you will. The lens through which I view all you things. have to use your hands. That's a toy for babies. Elijah Wood's most famous role. When I'm dying on my deathbed, I'm gonna hold my hand up in the air and be like, This is like when Marty was disappearing at the Enchantment Under the Sea <laughs> dance. Uh -huh. I'm like Biff after I drove the car from back to 2015 and I was having the heart attack after I crawled out of the DeLorean after giving myself the almanac. Yeah, um, I but... searched, I searched for bet, uh. Great Mouse Detective merchandise, yeah. and there's not a lot of it. It's mostly Funko Pop. Yeah, I saw, and of course, I mean, actually, the Radigan Funko Pop, they actually kind of went out of their way, because they did the whole... Like, they actually sculpted, mm. like, a lot of extra, like, unique parts for that. Could but. you imagine if Funko Pops didn't look like poop? Man, Like, yeah. if they were actually well-designed, how, well, how much more money they could make on those? There's a couple competing, uh, f like, uh, Funko-style toy lines. Like, there's, like, one Japanese one called... Nendoroids or something like that? Yeah. That but those are, are that, that's the problem because they're like $80 a piece, whereas a Funko Pop was like, what, 15, 20 bucks? Yeah. yeah. You get what you pay for was a Funko Pop. But yeah, no, um. Mm -hmm. Trying to think of anything else interesting about this movie other than just like. <laughs> We're already out. <laughs> no, uh, that's not even a bad thing, but. Well, like... we have, no, we haven't even talked about Vincent Price's performance or his. Just, that's because it's just a given that, like, he's. How he's always, his rage is always seething just underneath. That's the only like, other thing I knew about this movie, is that everyone talks about how, not everyone, but like, fucking, people are like, oh, it's obvious that Vincent Price and Basil of Baker Street used to be dating, and now they're just like, 
They're just like scorned exes, <laughs> and that's why they're so like. I don't get that. That's the I've heard that from so many ladies that that's their mm. takeaways. They they were obviously boyfriend, and so I mean, where are the other rats in this world? That's a good point. If you don't, wanna, is it just racism? Is it rat racism? If you don't want to be called a rat, then maybe don't call yourself rat again. Yeah, <laughs> kind of help yourself out there a little bit, Larry. Um, there was a point where uh, Basil calls him the Napoleon of crime, and I was like, oh no, that's from Cats. That's the line from Cats with McCavity. Oh, God, he yeah. He's the, <laughs> he's the Napoleon of crime, and I had a full-body shutter flashback Cats. <laughs> oh, dude, I can hear what's-his-name's voice say that from the live action. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, I got the piss shivers from that. <laughs> no. But yeah, mm -hmm. he's just, it's Vincent Price. And looking up Vincent Price, what he thought about this movie, I, I guess he claimed on multiple occasions that this was his fame, his most favorite film role to play. Probably didn't hurt that he could just well, record this in his slippers and he didn't have to like get up and do anything. But, oh, like, there's there's a like quote, quote unquote behind the scenes thing on. Oh, Disney I didn't Plus see any about of that, him yeah. making this. And he, when he's doing his lines, reading his lines, he's wearing fucking George Romero glasses, man. Oh, of course. Yeah, because he big, was... Big, thick, and chunky. Man, because he died in, like, 90, 1993 or something like that. So this is mm. less than a decade before he died. And when he died, he was, like, a frail old man. So that makes sense that, like, even I would, in 1986, I... he would be half blind. Yeah. I only know, animation-wise, him doing this and uh, Thief and the Cobbler. I wish he had done more big imposing characters like Radigan because I feel like he ne he didn't get to do that in live action he never got to be big and posing because yeah. he was fucking Vincent Price you can't be big and imposing with that mustache what did he play in he did Thief such a good job with it what did he play in the Thief and the Cobbler uh the like I've basically only seen the Jafar that role we did not do that the, for the podcast right no and also you might have, you have to watch the cob we... you have to watch the co cobbled together cut yeah which i'm sure i'm assuming that's get anything YouTube, out like, of it because yeah. all the other versions are poop poop I, but... I think there's also a little bit of a problem with vincent price as a voice actor is that like he's always just going to be vincent price like he's not going to do a voice mm -hmm. so oh yeah i forgot <laughs> vincent price's other big animated thing would probably be him on scooby-doo where he's just playing mm. vincent price but like yeah mm -hmm. vincent price He's always just going to be, like, yeah, if he'd ever been in another Disney production, it would have just been being, like, it would be interesting to see, have Di Vincent Price somehow voice a hero. Because, like, Vincent Price, like, his characters are always, like, wildly sympathetic and stuff like that, so. Uh, it's it's weird that he got pigeonholed just playing villains all the time, but. Um, yeah. I did look it up, too, like... just Go to ahead. see if people were justified in, 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 in thinking that uh, Basil of Baker Street and fucking Radigan were gay ex-lovers. Mm. Uh, this got me thinking, was, it, was, was, was Vincent D'Onofrio actually gay? And I looked Vincent it up. Vincent D'Onofrio? Well, we know about him. We, oh, can we know him. about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is what I get for just having watched Hawkeye. Uh, no, uh, I guess uh, did come out. We may have talked about this before. Maybe I forgot that I found out this information. Even though, you know, perfect thing of like, even though Vincent Price had been married like four times. I guess his daughter had come out as a lesbian to him back in the 80s. And mm -hmm. he was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've sucked dick. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm gay, too. It's OK. So she did come out and say, oh, yeah, yeah that that was a little queer. So uh, mm -hmm. which big shocker, Vincent Price is gay. I know that'll blow everyone's Please. minds, but like but at least queer or something here? like that, at least bisexual or something like that. So, But that, that's actually interesting, too, because um. 
that's a big thing with Disney villains and the whole camp factor. And mm-hmm. this is one of the f- movies that really embraces the fact that, like, the villain's just a big, big queen, essentially. And even going back to, like, Maleficent and Cruella, like, that's... And then that, that, that's more of a modern re- reinterpretation of all those characters as, like, all the Disney villains being super campy, gay, gay-coded stuff. But, like, Vincent Price slots in perfectly with that, though, and he is one <laughs> well, of the best Well, now, is that again big, gay, and campy, or is he just British? <laughs> That's a good point, too. He's, just, he's British and dressed nicely, which in American eyes means gay. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, again, but that kind of feeds into that whole, you know, stereotype. Who was... Oh, yeah, because um, Mencken and Ashman, they would they they, they try to get Divine to play mm. Ursula in The Ursula, Little Mermaid. Yeah. And, no, I guess Gaston. He's just a big... He, it's almost kind of funny because like, Gaston is so much the opposite. Although that's still campy, but it's not gay campy. It's more like so straight he almost loops back around to being gay because he's still so muscular and just hairy chested. Um, yeah. But, shut up. Though. What hey man, that him Radigan running through the clockwork at the end—that is, that I, looks great. That's one of the other few things I've ever heard about this movie was like all the CGI and the Big Ben chase at the end, and mm-hmm. I was like expecting like 15 minutes of like this insane. Chase. Oh, they couldn't afford that back and That's then. the thing. I was like, why is this only like three shots? And I was like, oh, because it's 1986, and how much CGI did you expect to be in this fucking movie? It is yeah. impressive. Like, the the like the, the half dozen CGI camera shots that are in this movie are still... Yeah. Fuck. I'm mm-hmm. watching it now, and there's like one big sweeping pan where you just the camera just like pans across like the whole, like, the, the innards of uh, Big Ben and like ends on like the inside of the clock face and it just looks so very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess he was. I like how. No, go ahead. He gets more. Gets more and more animalistic and more rat-like in that. Well, scene. so what happens? Which basically, if he had done that to the ba- Basil the entire time, he could have just kicked his ass because Basil can't do nothing. Yeah, because Basil's a little detective. He's a mice. Yeah, it, he's it, a mice. Yeah, it, he's I, a mice's. I guess that's the Nim thing of like where mice or like rats are just inherently bigger and more powerful than mice. But yeah, so what happens? Which, like yeah. Radigan gets his cloak caught in a gear and he ends up ripping it mm-hmm. off, which it ends up ripping off his suit. Because he, yeah, and then he, he gets goes, so mad that he sees Basil escaping <laughs> with the girl. That is totally Glenn Keen animation where it smashes into his face. I'm just re-watching it now and then yeah oh wait and then fucking yeah he runs through the clockwork and that is obviously super cg and like mm-hmm. he's tearing off his his he's he's getting buck naked fuck basil in the ass mm-hmm. uh yeah um great anim I, the, the the mouse the rat not mouse the rat like animation on him running is great as he gets more feral you know what the terrible thing is actually that mm-hmm. would have been kind of great to see um because he got right the, the secret of nim stuck in my head which, that's probably the all-time best mouse-slash-rat animation. That would have been nice to see Don Bluth's take on this, though. Because Don Bluth is so good at that kind of shit. Specifically because we've seen what he can do with that stuff with him. It's oh, almost like it's all good. he knows how to do. That that's and silly the faces. Thing. Yeah. And or silly faces, hands, and mice. And, that's Don Bluth's And big bread and fat butter. guys with bouncing bellies, like, walking towards the camera. That's kind of it. Like, yeah. doing the whole big Don Bluth shuffle. Yeah. Because if he makes them try to look too realistic, their faces get all floaty well, and Well, we've shit. seen that with Anastasia, yeah. Anastasia. Unless he's horny on Maine like Daphne from, uh... Oh, God, uh, yeah. Well, she's just jiggling tits. She's 
Christina yeah. Hendricks didn't fucking Her nipples anymore. are pointing everywhere. Did, did they actually show her nipples that much? I can't even remember. Not really. But like, I don't no, think so. I think it was still kind of stretchy enough where you can, like, yeah, they did, they pushed it as far as they could. You don't actually yeah. specifically see nipples, but it's definitely pointy. Yeah, they it's did It's almost the like whole... he's a repressed Mormon or something. <sighs> oh, God, he was... Did we... Is that what we found out about him? That he's repressed? I wouldn't We found surprised. out. We discovered it. We, we got you, Don. <laughs> We got we you. We cracked the case like the basil of Baker Street. We we put mm -hmm. on our little sleuth and nets. Um, yeah. So I guess the whole ending with the CGI, I guess it originally was just supposed to be that Radigan's little airship was supposed to just smash into the clock, the, the face of Big Ben, and then he mm -hmm. would just fall out and die. And then you would see out of like the cloud of explosion from the crashing into Big Ben, you would see <laughs> Basil rising just... up with the little propeller thing. But then they were like, oh, Stan no, we should Stan actually have a chase scene. We should, like, they should crash, like, go mm -hmm. into the guts of Big Ben and do stuff. Which is smart. Can you imagine idea. standing at the bottom of Big Ben and all of a sudden a rat falls on your head? <laughs> Man, a, a rat splash. dressed in the rags of, like, a little tuxedo suit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. his death rattle is, like, Vincent Price, like, oh, my. Yeah. Um, How is this G? This should definitely be PG. Pretty... They straight up kill him. Well, that's a, a, a mouse. A cat eats a dude. That's the best possible review we could give this movie. It's so good. It should have been rated rated PG. It's not <laughs> like fucking G ass fucking rescuers bullshit. Even though the rescuers had a gun, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I'm just scanning through and just seeing if there's anything else from like Markable. Because there is. I mean, it's funny because we're not doing a bl uh, a blow by blow because this is the most plot related Disney film we've done since maybe ever there's an actual story but like it doesn't really matter because yeah this is more just a cozy hanging out movie with the characters but yeah no like i said yeah olivia she's actually generally cute that scottish accent mm -hmm. and, uh, oh it's funny that she has shtick i do with knew. basil because she's like flavish but he had the peg league <laughs> the peg league i've never seen a kid with a scottish accent so they just sound like they have a speech impediment to me. you should probably watch brave sometime then oh god Oh man, that is. I mean, oh, that's at least like more of a grown girl. But that still is yeah, just. Yeah. I do appreciate how hard they went on that Scottish accent, where you do kind of need subtitles in some of those scenes because it is so just like, <laughs> wow, yeah, congratulations. But yeah, no, this is it's it's yeah again, just the animation looks so nice, and I've it's just yeah the character designs are so Glen Keeney, and it's nice to see actual like actual inked cells again. And like not yeah. just like as much as I do appreciate the, like the Xerox cell animation from the from the sixties and seventies of Disney, it's kind of yeah, man, yeah. This totally, like I said, totally feels like McDonald's to me. <laughs> I mean yeah. that as a compliment, but fuck. yeah. Did you do you need to get a Happy Meal while you watch it? <sighs> that would have actually been the perfect way. Actually, this kind of era of Disney that that that's not the worst. Like you get, you get that Happy Meal smell while watching Basil of Baker Street. Like, even though mm. I was too old to do that, like, I could totally see that being nostalgic. Are you ever too old for Happy Meals? Sure. Is that no one's too old for a goddamn McDonald's? Like, a little hamburger Yeah, you, you just gotta fries. decide. Do you, do you want to get extra fries, or do you want to pretend like you're actually being healthy in order to have <laughs> apple the fries? the best thing. See, that's, that's <laughs> the criminal thing to me, is like, when I was a little kid, the apple slices and the milk, no, it was french fries and a Coke. Like, there was no option to even <laughs> pretend. Like, it was revolutionary when they started including Chicken McNuggets as an option. Like, mm. the, when I was a kid. Like, that, like, much less, yeah, like, oh, it's like, you could just oh, ask for a little Dasani bottle of water rather than, yeah, soda. Like, that still seems brand new to me, but. Yeah, well, hey, John gets apple juice with his hat. Which is pretty good. I, I, but that's just still just sugar water anyway. But... 
Yeah. But yeah, the toy, like, like again, I, I, you know what? I think the only reason uh, why they decided to keep, like, the mouse in the pupil world, I'm assuming mm -hmm. it's mostly because they actually don't take advantage of that as much as they could, but I think it's probably the section where they go into the toy shop. Where you mm. could have, like, oh, well, the characters are running around these giant-sized toys. Like, I think that's probably the reason why. And, like, I guess also the, the fact yeah. that, like, Radigan's oh, muscles with cats. I guess that, that plays into that, but... That doll falls over and its head explodes? It's that was That was something. Woo! Yeah, and then they do the thing and where it's, it's like, And it eyes. rocks forward and, like, that one eye is staring at him. I was like, like, that's actually kind of, like, old school, like, 1930s, 40s Disney nightmare caliber... Like, mm -hmm. for one brief shining moment, like, I was like, okay, yeah, that's... I'm sure that's given plenty of kids a little bit of nightmare, just that one little bit, but... That's probably the only legitimately scary part of the whole movie. Except, I guess, uh, maybe... I, I mean, I was falling. teeny tiny, and I kind of remember being freaked out when the bat first shows up and his head uh, bursts into the window, and oh, it's yeah. all, <laughs> kind of, Yeah, because he's kind of... The one... I think it's the one character like this I've ever seen in a cartoon that isn't voiced by Frank Welker. Um, mm. I did see the trivia is that mm -hmm. that the, the bat guy is voiced by the dude who did the voice for the angry apple trees in the Wizard of Oz. Oh. That guy must have been fucking ancient because that was what, like 50 years before this came out God. and he was still, you know, working in His Hollywood. His throat must look like just a yeah. hallway of barbed wire. Because he was the guy like, hey, how would you like someone to go pick your apples? And that guy like already... somebody to pick apples on you. Yeah, that guy already sounded like it was 50,000 years old in 1938, and this is 1986. Jesus Christ, was that guy like yeah, 150 I mean, when he returned? I don't know if I could even do fidget without growing my Yeah, head. and so I guess that's no, just how that guy sounded. I can't fly, so, I can't fly. Yeah, yeah it's as close as I can get. Um, I do yeah. like he doesn't fly. <laughs> like, yeah, he's in fact, got a busted wing. When, when Radigan throws him out at the end, he says, I can't fly. Yeah. And then he just drowns, and that's it. Yep. I'm like, oh my god. How convenient that they were flying over all of London, but then they happened to be over the river. The just Thames, at that exact yeah. Moment. I guess the Thames is right next to the Big Ben, so you could kind of, like, it's not, like, 50 miles away, but, like, it is funny that they just happened to be over, like, just so he could kind of get away with, like, maybe he's not totally dead. He just hit the water. Just like, yeah. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that, I like, like, struck me, like, during the movie. The Go two, ahead, yeah. I like the two parts that are very minor, but the, each time, uh... Radigan gets super pissed off and lets it come through a little bit the first time when he squeezes Olivia's doll to death. Oh, yeah. And gets all, his eyes get all bloodshot and he gets all red in the face. Mm -hmm. And then the other time is... What did I, I just had it in my head? Huh? When else will you get super pissed off and lets it come through? Uh, well, he oh, does, doesn't he feed the one guy to the cat? I'm trying to think of yeah, anything yeah, where no, he No, does. I'm not talking about that. When, oh, talking oh about... I guess the, the animation when he snaps the... Uh, the the uh, old man's cane into yeah the animation on that's really, really nice and they do like just even looking at now and watching his musical number uh the fact that he's so classy and dapper but he still has like he's got a little bit of the shag on his cheeks and he's got the mm -hmm. five o'clock shadow which really kind of suggests yeah. like kind of like a jack the ripper kind of like un un like uncouth rough it... interior underneath like the fancy gloss is kind do of you know cool... enough about Sherlock Holmes to know if this guy is supposed to be Moriarty, or is he another character? Hey, Radigan? Yeah, or is he just Radigan? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that's like because like, I, it's not. I don't think. I mean, it's supposed to be his version of Mario Moriarty, but it obviously can't be Moriarty because technically it's not Sherlock Holmes either. It's Basil. 
Whereas, you know, the real Sherlock Holmes is the Sherlock Holmes human who's living right above him. I'm kind of surprised that Radigan is not just living under Moriarty's house. Maybe there's a maybe there's a Sherlock Holmes story where it turns out that like Moriarty was like living is it like a pub? Mm. The, so Radigan well, like, what what's the thing? Cuz the guys have to go, go to, to the a pub. Yeah, and then they follow Fidget from the pub out through some pipes and then eventually But it's not Moriarty's a human place. pub. They just go to a like oh, they just go to cuz the clues turned it like they need to find a rat pub by the docks yeah. but there's no like human thing involved there yeah there's, it's not like there's a rat pub under a human pub or anything like that mm -hmm. but that's what i'm saying like you know, where i guess this is yeah he's moriarty ish but he's not supposed to be the actual yeah but you know but do you know anything really about sherlock holmes all i know sherlock holmes he died at reckon reckon back falls whatever loved opium i loved opium i guess he was autistic um, he was played by Commander Data, and his friend was, was played by Geordi LaFord. You ever see Star Trek? Because that was a famous... Oh, right, yes. Yeah. Data would always Data's, go into the holodeck. Data's like, I'm too smart. Burf, burf, burf. Uh, I guess uh, the Star Trek people got in trouble because they just assumed that... Uh, um, he was in the public domain. Yeah, but it turns out, I guess mm. it was kind of, sort of. But enough, they wound up having to pay some money. So I'm assuming Disney would have had to pay some money too, because that that took place after Basil Baker. Baker. I keep on calling Basil Baker. It's a great mouse attack. Um, yeah. but oh yeah, the the Holmes uh people were like litigious as hell. And I think Real Holmes assholes. finally came like free and clear, at least in the United States, just within the last couple of years. Like where like mm -hmm. that that's a what that's where I like I I saw people talking about the Star Trek thing again just. Within the last two or three years, because they were like, oh, okay, now it's actually free and clear. It's not even kind of questionable like it was back in the 80s, but, like, yes, something happened. I guess the same thing just happened with Winnie the Pooh, whereas I guess Winnie the Pooh is still under copyright in the UK, but under US rules, like, the first day of Winnie the Pooh stories, not including Tigger, uh, have gone public domain just as of January 1st. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. Do you know much about uh, Sherlock? Not really, yeah. I, which is... You know, my mom was more into Powell. Oh, really? Favorite detective. Did she like yeah. the books, or did she just like the A and E show? I don't remember. She read a lot. Which there's no read the books too. It's just as valid to watch the show. I'm not, I mean, you know, casting but, versions. But on she did watch them. a lot. Not a. I mean, they replayed them on PBS. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming it's PBS. always the same guy, right? Because I've only uh, ever there's seen been a couple. Is Perot? Is that the same guy from? Kenneth Braun has been playing in those movies? Yeah. Oh, uh, her Hercule Poirot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the first movie. I can tell you what the twist is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I saw the old movie. I could tell you I what the twist the, is too. I hope, I'm assuming they're the same twist. But yeah. I'm assuming so. <laughs> Unless they really switched things the up. The train stabbed him to death. <laughs> the train got so and then And then Hercule Poirot suplexed that train and was like, I got you now. That is why I love doing this podcast. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, what else about this movie? Yeah, just scanning through. Yeah, it's just like there's not much to say oh, other man. than it's a handsome, saw, good, fun movie. I, yeah, I saw a goof on IMDb that oh. Radigan uses a cigar extender thing, and but those had weren't invented for like another ten years. Also, Is it, it turns out, yeah, mice don't wear costumes and talk. <laughs> Also, animated drawings don't move. They're just still <laughs> pictures. It's not yeah. actually, yeah. 
Um, well, I guess that's also... I, I can't remember if I already pointed this out. Uh, the little artifact of, like, you know, Tron Miller having to fuck shit up was, I guess in the original book, mm-hmm. Olivia is an actual lady. She's like a grown adult woman who's, who's, mm. who's dad was been captured and i guess they were gonna make that that was supposed to be the love interest for basil but tron miller being all like no we gotta make this we gotta give some, we gotta make this cute for the grandmas dragging their kids to a disney movie you gotta make her a cutesy wootsy little girl instead mm-hmm. and so of course you know we have to give this character less agency and make her cute because you know but that's one at least if they had to make that cute art that kid make her artificially a kid at least they made her a really cute kid. But it is yeah. kind of a bummer because I could totally see there being a version of this movie where, like, like yeah, it is a t- kind of a tough girl hanging out, like, you know, t- tough dame <laughs> hanging out with Basil and stuff like that. But, tough you know. dame. Puff dame? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good like movie! It. It's a good movie. We haven't been able to say that for a while. That's the terrible, because, like, yeah, we could have done a blow bubble, but, like, there's not much to say other than just, it's just, I, and I'm assuming if people are listening to us talk about it, they've probably already seen it. But mm. yeah, no, it's just, I again, it feels oh. like the first thing Disney's made in 20, 20 plus years where they actually cared about it. And when Radigan I, uh, finds out that Basil knows what he's up to, and he says, I, I can see his stupid, smug, smiling face, and he bonks his head against the glass two times and then gets an alley on his head. That animation's great. They yeah. just did a really good job with all of Radigan's animation. <laughs> the fucking, I still don't understand. Well, I do love how he leaves a trap for Basil, too. I love the whole thing where, like, it's it's the bat dress, like, Olivia the girl in the bottle, and the mm-hmm. whole big banner comes out, and there's balloons. And I do love he that was, he puts he him was in gonna watch trap. Yeah. He was, he was gonna watch him get murdered, but he was 15 minutes late, so that's why he doesn't stick around. And he comes out that line. That, that's one of the things I've seen people point to. is like, oh, you know they were fucking. Because the way he comes out and says, oh, did you have problems with the old chemistry that old man? I want to make him sound like Burt Lahr from The Wizard of Oz. That's not what Vincent Price sounds like. <laughs> but, like, that line of seeing people come up and be like, oh, that's obviously a double in Tundra. Chemistry set means his penis. Oh, uh, yeah, mm. but... I, I do. I it, still do not understand how they get out of that trap. Because <laughs> I know it's a yeah. thing of, like, I guess the release lever for the trap was, like, like right by their hands, and so they had to hit the release yeah. trap. the... the, the but yeah, but I do love the idea that Radigan recorded his own special goodbye song. Yeah, it's <laughs> a long one too. It's a long one, yeah. I, like Radigan's such a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so great. Again, it's fits a price, and he's gonna sell it. And it's just so goddamn good. When when oh, they're running man. around the toy store, there's a point where Fidget like runs up the um, catch register and it pings up no sale yeah. was that ever a funny joke the no sale hey, thing people popping love up that because they linger on it anything involving a cash register you have to do the no sale gag just because it's like adds an well, extra it... button to the scene but yeah is, was it funny i grew up seeing that in every looney tunes cartoon <laughs> and i'm like this is why is that what is that is that like a code from like a hundred years ago that meant something but like sylvester would get hit on the head he'd have catch resistors in his eye and it would say no sale and man like, i wonder how many people now like because in a world where like you don't have catch registers like that anymore like uh-uh. people would be like what the hell's no sale mean i don't even understand what that machine is yeah. um but yeah and i guess that's a, one of the other um big pieces of trivia is not only this is one of the first big uh, the first big feature directed by the little mermaid guys and blanking and all that stuff 
but it's also the last movie involving any of the nine old men. I guess mm. Eric Lar this guy's name I think it's Eric Larson, uh, was I guess one of the lesser known nine old men. And it's one of those things where I don't even think he animated. I just saw the credit was like some kind of big animation supervisor role. Mm -hmm. So this is the last time you've had have any of the night old men just like even like breathing on some of the animation paper or whatever. So this is like the last real handoff moments of like, okay. And that explains why this movie's good. Because you don't yeah. have like 98 year old men who just grew up doing black and white silent cartoon gags. They're no longer in charge of the movie. You actually have people have been born since like oh, after like 1910 who I, like <laughs> I, yeah i remember watching that ollie and stan or, or ollie and yeah. whatever thing that was on disney plus about two of the animators and it, it one of them talks about how he watched charlie chaplin and how hilarious this yeah, guy was, was like, you old fuck you don't know <laughs> Like that, that shit could fly. Like maybe you're an animator, not a writer. 1980s. That's again. I, I mean, that was the kind of thinking that when I was a kid, when they were still control of Disney, I'd see their shit and go, "Look, this is fucking old. This feels. This smells like mothballs. It smells like Granny's pee. I don't want anything to do with it." So now you got some fresh blood, finally. Yeah. But, yeah. What, guess what else we going on? <laughs> Unless, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else to say. I think it's just like yeah. I'm not, I'm not anxious to get to, to be done with the uh, fucking uh, basil, but yeah, we can probably uh, we'll probably remember stuff. Oh, we've been talking about this for an hour. Oh, what are we? What are we doing? What are what we are doing we? here? Walt Disney Pictures proudly presents a new high in animated excitement. Kirby, I seek him. A bold new step in cataclysmic comedy. A soaring new achievement in adventure. Steady! And the most lovable, laughable, lickable lineup of Disney characters the screen has ever seen. Along with the world's rottenest rat. I am not a rat! He's Radigan, the villain you'll love to hate. Oh, I love it when I'm nasty. Get ready for the all-new music, all-new surprises, all-new fun of Walt Disney's 26th full-length animated feature. Bye-bye, Basil. Bye-bye. Smile, everyone. But don't say cheese. Say The Great Mouse Detective. Only Disney could have done it. And now, back to Disney's DuckTales. I don't know what you've been up to. I haven't had. That's the a thing. I've I've just still on. been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, Is it clicking with you now? Uh, a bit more. I am still having a problem with mm. um when you get attacked by dudes and they have the red glow X on their weapons. Yeah. I know that's you can't parry that, but I'm having a problem dodging out of the way consistently. Mm. Especially now I'm fighting. I'm farther into the I... game. I'm fighting a lot of dudes with spears and like longer ranged weapons. And like, and not only will they do they have a longer range because they have spears, but then they'll swing two or three times and they'll like lunge, and I can't get out of the way fast enough. I don't know if it's a me. I might have to look up some YouTube guides. To I see think if there's that something I'm missing. for when they swing, you can't really sidestep. You have to like do a back. I saw, which that makes sense. And I did actually. I found someone online who was saying actually one of the more effective things to do in the game is to actually even dodge and jump. 
Mm. And actually, there's if you like, if you jump and like hit the triangle button to do an attack, you like zoom in on them. Like you could actually kind of take advantage of like a little bit of a goof in the game. And I have not done too much messing around with that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I am. Last I was up until two o'clock in the morning last night trying to Ooh. beat the uh, end boss of the DLC, the Iki Island oh, stuff. Yeah. Did you play that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And she, yeah, that's the thing because she switch, she jumps back and forth between between being a knife lady, which that's I can deal with that because you know most of the characters you find in that game are all sword wielders, or when she switches to having a big staff, and it's her mm. staff and her like unblockable attacks that she keeps on whooping my ass, and I yeah I need to figure out a more consistent way to get out of there. It doesn't help that I'm I'm a totally impatient player, and so I te- I tend to button mash. It takes a lot. Like what happens is. Like, I'm someone who, I managed to beat most of, like, the Dark Souls games and, like, Bloodborne, so it's not like I can't beat that kind of stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. but I my first impulse is always to be kind of button mashy and more just, like, flailing, and there yeah. always comes a point where, like, I finally realize, like, okay, I have to calm down, I have to submit to what the game is trying to teach me to do, and, like, play by the game's rules rather than just kind of, like, roll over it, so, I, I yeah, I think I just have to calm down and learn how to fight better. Yeah, yeah that's been better. better. I've been all over the world in that game now. <clears throat> I've seen more <laughs> of it. What act are you on? I'm still in Act well, you'd 2. Be in... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say you'd be in Act 2 because you can't go to the... Yeah, because that's pretty much what happened was, like, I like I got into Act 2 and they were just like, oh, like, the like the second thing I did after, like, getting to Act 2, there was somebody like, hey, there's a mysterious island over here. Would you guys like to go check it out? And I was like, eh, what the fuck? I'll go see what happened. I didn't realize until I got there it says something like, you're not allowed back into the main game until you've completed a certain percentage of this yeah. DLC. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll stick. And especially because I've seen some of the people talking about uh, beating that end boss for the DLC. Like, a lot of their tricks involve, um, like, a little more higher-end unlockable attacks and stuff that I don't have mm. access to yet. So, I've, I've, by jumping to the DLC so early in the game, I've kind of fucked myself a little bit in terms of being able to beat the boss because I don't have everything. But man, when you I get should. back to the island and you got the horse charge, that's great. That's what I was about. Oh, so you do get to keep that. Okay, I, the, yeah. I was wondering if some of the stuff you, you collect in the DLC comes back with you to the main island. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's been... I've just been playing the shit out of that while listening to Game of the Year podcasts. Mm. And everyone hates Deathloop. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. Everyone keeps... Mm. Did you play Deathloop? No, I have it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, there's a little bit of a story twist at the end that, like, everyone's just been like, I like Deathloop, but man, that's everyone, I'm surprised how much everyone hates the story twist. That. Um, but yeah, just been, yeah, the fucking Ghost of Tsushima is really, really goddamn pretty, really colorful. I'm impressed. If you are kind of, yeah, Go ahead. If you are kind of a button masher and get impatient, you should not play Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits. Oh, really? Is that another very kind of, like... It has the worst uh, difficulty spike from running around in the game to bosses I have played oh, in recent memory. I, the mm. bosses are so frustratingly difficultly bad. I hate it. I hate the bosses. I was getting so pissed off. I just said, fuck you, game. And I bumped the, the difficulty down the story mode because just one, I was only one click up from, you know, play icky bicky baby mode i was one <laughs> click up from that and the bosses are they fucking suck ass that makes They're so bad yeah. that's funny because i keep on hearing how people talk about that's like a 
like a PlayStation 2 game in terms of design. And that's that's one of the most but like PlayStation the generic 2... enemies, you can just whack 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 yeah! whack and kill them. But then you get to the boss, and they're like, "Hey, you better fucking buckle buckle Are your there specific here, combos you're supposed to do on the boss?" Or no, it's not that deep of a game. Yeah. So you've got you've got these little guys. They're called the Rot, and you kind of control them, and you can make them attack the boss okay. at certain points when yeah. you build up enough uh, bar. And you do that, and you you think, okay, this is the time I'm gonna go in and hit the boss a whole bunch while he's trying to fight off the rot on, that is currently circling him. Yeah. But if you get too close and you start hitting him, he starts flailing uh... because he's got the rot on him, and he knocks you back. See, yeah. So that's great. Don't give me this this thing I'm supposed to take advantage of, and, and then but have then the, and then have the boss yeah. hit me away when he's flailing. I, oh. That's one of the things that games have done so much better about like. If they give you a tool, and they let you fight a boss, like you let you let you use that tool the way it's supposed to be used, like yeah, that's such an old video game thing of like, here's a thing that's really cool, but we're just gonna negate it for the boss battle just because the boss battle has to be artificially difficult. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. I like the game. How far aside in the game from are that... you? Is this like a later game thing, or just like consistently with all the bosses? I'm not sure how long the game okay. is. I beat the first like big big boss and cleared that area, but the first big big boss I was fighting, and I was just like, I'm getting, I'm getting grumpy. I need to bump this <laughs> difficulty down. Yeah. And um, then I searched online to see if other people were saying the same thing, and a lot of people are like, "Man, what? What, they, what is this difficulty spike with these bosses?" It's funny because I've heard Ridiculous. a couple of people, like Phil Theobald, talk about how their kids blasted that game like multiple times. They must be playing well, you, on super baby mode because you bump that it sounds down like to, you dump it, dump it down the story mode, and yeah, it's a lot easier. Oh, especially is it? It's not are, even easy mode; it's story mode. Yeah, where it's just like designed to be all like press X to like kind, beat the boss. Kind okay, of. that kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. But the enemy you have. The enemies do less dan damage and they um, are less aggressive mm -hmm. in in baby mode for story. And your your special meter with, that you control the rot fill, just fills up automatically slowly over time, as opposed to uh, when you're doing damage. Oh, okay. Time it, but man, the bosses are bad. Oof, in that. that sucks. That's the only part. You know, some people are like, "Oh, it's like a Dark Dark Souls game." It's Pixar, but the only Dark Souls thingy about it is, is like mixed that's, is the bosses. Everything else doesn't say it doesn't teach you anything leading up to the bosses. I hate it when people conflate this is a hard part of the game with like, oh, this is like Dark Souls because Dark Souls is such a. Sp that's kind of what I was saying with the the Ghost of Tsushima boss, where like it's not like artificially difficult. It's just there's something about the boss battle that I'm not understanding, and if I just like take the time to do a little bit of research and, like, submit to what the game is trying to t teach me to do, I can figure mm -hmm. it out. But, like, no, the, what you're saying is just artificial, just, like, the game's kind of broken difficulty. It's just, like, bad gameplay design. It's not, like, yeah, it's not like you're missing anything. It's just, yeah, it's just cheap bullshit. I, <laughs> Which, if the whole game was that difficult, that, that's fine, At least whatever, you'd be used to it by not. now. But, like, that sucks when the game works on a specific logic, but then when it comes to the boss battle... It no longer. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like a lot of games have gotten better about that. But that 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 that, that makes Kena sound like that much more of a throwback in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Man, and that is funny because yeah, that boss battle on Ghost of Tsushima. I was playing. Yeah, it got to be two o'clock in the morning last night, and it, like it started popping up every time I got killed by the 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 boss lady of the DLC. And actually, this is the first time I've ever seen this in a video game where it did ask me if I wanted to dump it down to easy difficulty. Which I was like, mm. oh, I'm not quite that 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 discouraged yet. But it also asked me if I just wanted to quit the mission and do something else. 
Which mm. I, I've, I've never <laughs> seen a game do that before. And I was like, is that well, like, because like I did see that like when you when when playing Ghost of Tsushima, you know, because it's you know open world Assassin's Creed kind of game, so you're doing all kinds of little mini missions and stuff. They'll actually ask you if you want to abandon whatever story mission that you're on now to do another story mission and then you can come back to that and, and complete like a half complete story mission later which i thought that was that was actually pretty cool but it's funny i've never seen a boss battle where they're like you just want to save this boss battle for later which i think that's what they're saying i haven't taken advantage of that yet but i was like yeah. i've never been given that option before which that, that would have been very yeah, appreciated I... back in the day when you're in a boss battle like this if they With could that, just be like do you just want to skip this like yeah that game i really like certain stances and i but and so I wouldn't change them depending on the weapon that was being used against me. Well, once I started actively changing my stance to match the weapon, that I've is gotten being a used lot better me. about stances because I still yeah. don't even have all of them unlocked. I've got uh, three of the four unlocked because that's Ghost of Tsushima has a thing where your defense. It, actually, for me, it's not so much the defenses. Like uh, depending on which stance I'm in. Like, cause like you could have a stance that's good against swordmen. There's a stance against that's good against shield guys, and there's a stance against um, spear users. And mm -hmm. to me, the the stance just means if you just spam the heavy attack often enough, you could smash for that 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 kind of enemy's defense without them being able to put up a defense. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be more technical than that, but to me, because I'm an idiot button masher, that what that's what it means to me. I think but. you can parry better when you. That makes sense too. Like, it would make sense. They would make a little more I holistic. I don't know thing if you have any them. of the armor for it, but if you can equip armor that makes parrying easier yeah. or that stuff, that's. I super, only have super like. Helpful. I've got like the Ronin attire that you start off with, like the Traveler's attire. I got mm -hmm. the um, like, you, like I did it pretty much exactly last week. You were t you were saying go talk to this lady and you'll get the, your first real suit of armor, which that's literally after we recorded last week. That's exactly what I did. But then I got far enough in the story mission that I got my, like, family's armor. And mm -hmm. that's what I've been upgrading so far. Oh, yeah, I did look up... That's just good. Yeah, I did look up an armor guide, and they were like, oh, yeah, here's one that lets you do, like, 15... Like, when you're doing a samurai duel, like, it'll let you do, like, you can kill, like, seven guys in a row rather than just the one. I'm like, oh, man, I should go look for that. That sounds like... Yeah. But... That's your yeah. family's armor. Is it a family's armor? Okay, oh, because yeah, I can do three family. right now. Yeah. Um, but... I do like the armor changes, like, physically, because I upgraded yeah. it a couple times, and it started off as normal samurai there, armor, now I've you, got antlers and shit. Did you find any of the Oni shrines on the uh, DLC island? Which one are the Oni shrines? There's these shrines that have a riddle attached to them. I've seen that. And if you, if you figure out the riddle, um... I don't know, maybe I've not give seen you, that. They give... They give you variations of the armor base, and it bases the uh, shit on other PlayStation games. Like, there's a God of War themed one, a Blood War, no! Bloodborne themed one. Oh shit! No, I'd not even seen anything like that. I'd seen the thing where like, I think you the, could your get... your family's armor uh, gets upgraded to look like a God of War armor. That's funny. No, I'd not seen that. Oh, that's 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 pretty cute. Yeah, I had seen. I've 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 sung. I've played the flute for a lot of cats. I've mm -hmm. composed a lot of uh, haikus. Mm -hmm. Um, man, especially towards the south, uh, part of the DLC island for Ghost of Tsushima, there's a couple big islands where there's some, like, jumping puzzles in order to, like, I think I unlocked some sword skins by, like, exploring these islands where there's, like, some, like, yeah, like, traversal, like, puzzles and stuff. Like, not even puzzles as much as just, like, how do I get to the top of this, like, super tall rock? Kind of, like, yeah. just, yeah, climbing. It was because I got that hook that you were talking about last week. And that, that's the thing that really unlocks the whole game, is once you get that hook. 
Yeah. And, uh... But yeah, no, okay, I had no idea there was a thing where you can lo- unlock, like, super nerd... <laughs> nerd armor shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And just look at... Don't don't try to solve the variables yourself. Just look up what you have to do. Okay, yeah. Stuff like that, I'll be like, okay, yeah, fuck the shit. Like, I just want yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give me the thing. Um... Video game. I love video game. Video game. Yeah, I'm still a yeah. super... I'm fucking pussy hair's length away from finishing Animal Crossing. All I have to what do is... What are you trying to do? I just need the fucking photos from my last two villagers. Oh. I'm so... I'm close enough that every time... Because they... With the DLC, they added a thing where if you go talk to... Who's the mind-reading lady on... I don't know. Katrina, yeah. I guess. She could... uh, If you pay her money, she could advance your friendship with villagers on your island. Uh, and I'm close enough to getting the photos from my last two villagers that when I ask her for a boon to advance my friendships with those two villagers, she says, I can't help you. You're already, you're already close enough as it is. So mm-hmm. literally any day now I'll be finished. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, I would just, I thought this last week, but I think within the next week I should have my two photos and I'll finally be done with Animal Crossing. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just doing that. And I got, uh, I bought, cause it was on sale, uh, the Lego Incredibles game. Which is based off the second movie. Okay. And you would think, hey, you this would think, be fun. you would think, this is, you would think, you know, Lego games. Those are fun to play with little kids. Mm-hmm. And I always forget how convoluted those uh, levels yeah. are, and how you have to switch between multiple characters, and they have to do certain special things in certain areas. Lego games aren't for little kid babies. It's weird. I'm kind of surprised they don't even have a mode in those games that's just like, hey, have fun, free Minecraft, just hang out, do whatever you want, like. Mm-hmm. free roam mode it's always like super complicated this menu here go there do that yeah it might not work perfectly unless you're standing exactly right yeah on. that's even that kind of fussy stuff like like i i would that sucks because i have not it's been a while since i've played a lego game i assume they would have gotten better over time with that shit because mm-hmm. it's not like they don't have enough money to pour into resources for their video games. It's not like they. <laughs> I think had all their time. resources are going to trying to finish that Star Wars one. <laughs> did been see on for what I, five years? Now I was just reading about that again. Like we're like, yeah, I've got like Nintendo Force magazine, and they're like, this is like the third year in a row that they've put that game, and they're like, well, this game should be coming out year list. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I can't. I don't know what could be going on with that game. Game was supposed to come out alongside with that last Star Wars movie like three years ago, two yeah. years ago at least. So, what, what Lego fuck. property would you like to see as a video game? Yeah, hey, it's My, funny because usually it's the opposite. Like, what, what, like pre-existing property would you like to see turn into Lego? Uh, well, if you're talking about man, you know, well, is, I mean, like the, the yeah, is there a Ninjago a game. game where you could run around like the Ninjago Probably. city? Probably. I think there's an. Well, I mean. There's a bunch in Lego Dimensions, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to hang out, have a video game where you're hanging out with all the Christmas Lego sets. You could just, uh, just I just want a VR thing. I did mm. just announce like PlayStation Two VR or VR Two this yeah. week. Yeah, I just yeah. want to hang out in my Lego Christmas cabin with like the light up brick in the fireplace mm. in VR and just like drink hot cocoa. And just, yeah, mm. um, I'd like a full fledged Simpsons game. VR. Kind of surprised. Yeah, what happened with the Simpsons and Lego? I thought that was going to be more of a thing. They just did the they house. They gave us. They only gave us the two sets. Which, I guess it's more than I ever would have expected. But like, yeah, yeah. It seemed I know everyone was like. Good they didn't getting... even give us the Homer, the car. That would <sighs> oh, be a perfect. Man, set. that would have been perfect. 
that would look deliciously horrible in Lego mode too. Like <laughs> it would be made with Lego bricks. It looks um, like it was already made out of Legos. Exactly. Yeah, it would have been the perfect yeah representation of. Yeah, that is because I remember everyone was like tearing their assholes. Like, okay, what's the third set gonna be? What's the third set gonna be? It just never happened. I well, know they. I don't yeah. understand why they haven't put out uh, the other Disney castle. Disney has two castles. The castle is a huge success. Is it just... Why not put it the other one? Is it the Disneyland castle? That's, that's it's the, the one Disney that World castle. Oh, so it's not the Disneyland castle. No, it's the Disney that's World. That's weird. I believe. Because it's not like, I'm sure... Man, considering like Disney, I can't remember. Seems, I always get them so mixed up. I'm kind of surprised Disney just doesn't buy Lego, considering how, like... Half of all Lego sets are all Disney related, either through Marvel or actual Disney properties, or like, you know, fuck, fuck, yeah, mm. man. Mm. Uh, oh, speaking of toys, thank oh. you very much. You're, you, you gave me a Amazon gift certificate that allowed me to buy a goddamn Lego or a life-size Gremlin puppet. This now sitting on top of my Star Wars arcade cabinet looking at me while recording this. That thing is horrifying. I fucking love it. Thank you very much. Is that much. the stupidest thing you've bought in a while? Uh, yeah, it is, the, it is definitely, like, since the pandemic started, that has been my stupidest purchase. That's something mm. I've been eyeing for years. And then Filthy Abold bought one, and uh, Dan Riker bought one, and, uh, like, I've been seeing those are getting harder to find. And so mm. I was like, oh, man, these things might be oh, falling man, you out got of that, prints. You got that... FOMO. I got that FOMO, so I was like, I ah, fine, fuck it. But it is like, ever since I was a little kid, I, when, when Gremlins first came out, they came out with like a foot-sized striped doll that I had that was actually really cool. But it mm -hmm. wasn't quite, you know, it wasn't like, it was so close to kind of being life-size, but it wasn't quite. But this thing was actually like, oh my god, it is fucking huge, and it weighs like 50 pounds. It's like a wow. small child. It's ridiculous. Can you I actually was... put your hand inside it? Yeah, you can. Yeah. It looks, very, you... it looks so slim. You, it looks like a tight fit. Can't even... I've got little baby hands too, and it's a tight mm. fit. Like mm. it's not very. It's 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 more just a giant doll than anything else. But mm. I promise not to shit in its pants. Good. <laughs> it's not wearing pants, so that's easy. Striping his pants. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So thank you very much for that. But. Man, yeah, no, Lego, goddamn. I've missed so many sets, too. Like, since since I stopped buying Lego, there's been, like, somebody today was like, I guess the Winnie the Pooh treehouse is already a collector's item and stuff like that. Is it? Yeah, stuff like that, so. Which is weird, because you can still get, I mean, it's been out of stock for ages, but the, the Disney Castle, they're still making. Oh, is that already out of stock? What's I mean, you think every, that'd be the everything, perfect... It, Everything from Lego is out of stock right now because the first one just happened. Yeah, that's true too. Oh, so you're just saying it's just out of stock, but it's not like yeah, out of yeah, print. Yeah. No, okay. it's not retired. Ah man, I wonder if this. I wonder if Lego's had harder problems because you know there's all the um supply chain supply yeah. chains. I mean, granted, they're only stuff. I mean, they make their own stuff, and all you need is plastic. It's not like mm -hmm. they need different components. Yeah, you know, it's you not like an electronics. We still need to, around. yeah, and also just mailing that stuff out. Yeah, but at least the. Yeah, in terms of, like, actually making the bricks, they're probably not as rough as other companies. Like, because I was hanging out with friends last night, and I was working, uh, one of my uh, people I know, they work for a printing company, and they were just talking about how just, like, just even shipping rates and stuff like that, just, and just even getting special inks. She was talking about how her company does special uh, uh, packaging design for Nike, and, like, mm -hmm. Nike's, like, really in love with this one kind of glossy ink that they love to, like, uh, put on a lot of their packaging. And that, like, you just can't get at that ink anymore because the pandemic, because things just broke down enough. 
And so now, yeah. now they're having to change their packaging. And so, yeah. Not not that, like, that's the biggest sob story in the world right now, but like, <laughs> just even the stupid little shit like that is just, yeah, just changing. So. Yeah. Oh, Which makes it even feel more ridiculous that I, that I had a gremlin shipped to my house. I gotta get it! I gotta get my gremlin! Gotta get the fuck goes away. The fact that it's also just standing on top of an old Star Wars arcade cabinet, it just kind of cracks me up. I've <laughs> successfully recreated the 80s in my little bedroom here. Yeah, you oh, did. Oh, man, but... Yeah. You been watching anything else, or...? No. No? I Have you seen Encanto? So. I just was watched again this morning, so I kind of sat there. Oh, that's right. I think we've talked about it, because you talked about your... I didn't get through the whole thing last time, because John got bored and wandered off, but this... This morning it was. Did you and Kelsey watch it? Uh, he he was he cried because he said it's too scary, which it's not too scary. He just that's his that's like, his that's his final hurrah for when he doesn't want to watch something. He oh, says yeah. it's too scary. That's his but, nuclear uh, option. Yeah. Yeah, but eventually he watched it more, and I'm like, man, this is just this smells like Lin Manuel. Every <laughs> single song just. Yeah, we, I, oh, we, man, we talked about that last week. It's yeah, all the patter. Yeah. Um, and people saying their lyrics with one piano note in between each lyric. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Mm-hmm. The dude's got a very specific style. I saw this week they had Lin-Manuel come to the fucking White House. And in, in lieu of actually doing anything to help people in the pandemic, they just... I don't know what it is with Democrats where they just think inviting Lin-Manuel Miranda to the White House is going to be the thing that fixes whatever problems they have. Yeah. Like, I, I, this is what you get when you have, like, 98-year-old people in office where they're like, let's get that Mexican rap guy. Everyone seems <laughs> to love him. Instead of actually doing anything, we'll just get him to rap about something. So, not that he's Mexican. No, but were you going like, to say something about I have no idea what I was going to say. No, but just, just thinking about Just because I was like, I guess people are talking about the we don't talk about Bruno number. is like mm-hmm. the new let it go in terms of like being an earworm and like oh, lots please, of kids are getting no. into it like that's the, i've been it's hearing fine but no i've been hearing stories of like little kids being like i want to hear it. we don't talk about bruno for the 180th time and so i was like i, I watched it that again yesterday just going like really and i was like oh yeah it's like there's some cool animation touches but i was surprised to yeah i don't know and it's, it's become a big enough deal that like i guess two other songs from bruno got like are in contention for the oscars this year for best original song but not what we talk about bruno and so mm. like some people are already up in arms and i'm like who gives a sh- who gives a shit nothing else going on right now you're upset that like the song that your little uh, kid can't stop about, listening to it, here's ha- the thing about we don't talk about bruno little kids like it because they can just say we don't talk about bruno no 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 a dozen times that's and the that's catchy basically thing this song no it's no not, you don't even have to sing not, you can just yeah. say it yeah 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 let it they go the lyric at least with let it go you had to be able to sing a little bit because it's let it go let it go yeah. fuck i hate that song <laughs> i well, loved, i hate that whole movie so i yeah. love because i actually liked frozen and i didn't have a kid so i could just watch it and not like <laughs> i, I just didn't like it before it i had terms. a kid yeah god that came out before you had a kid too i didn't think about that that is old enough now that yeah oh we need to poo is not retired it's just out of stock by the way Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah, 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 that's... Because I know that's a relatively recent-ish set. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, like I said, I still have a couple unbuilt Lego sets around here I still need to build. I need to put back together my Lego Ghostbusters um, firehouse with the kit that mm. you you bought for me. 
That's still in a box I need to put back together. So, yeah. No, Got no. your Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. Sesame Street. I love the Sesame Streets. It's so cute. It's so bright and colorful. Um, and what else been going on? Nothing. Yeah, I did my Halo huh. Christmas events. Oh, man. I was going to talk about that. Uh... I was playing Halo and I just got too annoyed with it because I do the side stuff and the missions and fucking weapon is constantly like, Hey, I'm really curious about that main mission. We should probably do that main mission. I'm like, Oh, you're playing the campaign. I'm running, I'm running around the open world. Quit telling. I hate it when open world games, there's people yeah. that talk in your like, Hey, that main mission though. I forgot that we it's called the weapon. Do that so I was like, was your mission. gun talking to you? I'm like, oh no, I forgot that like fake Cortana <laughs> is Yeah. If I wanted to do the main mission, I'd do the main mission. You don't need to keep nudging me towards it. Shut up. How far how many missions have you done in the game? Uh I just uh got out of the area where the big lasers dug down. Oh wow, okay. Oh um, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, just be careful. I think there's, like, maybe ten missions in the game. Mm. Uh, there's a certain point where, like, if you do a thing, they'll make you do, like, the last four missions all in a row. Mm. So, like, there's a point, like, I didn't realize I was going to be sucked out of the open world for, like, three or four hours on end. And Because, like, yeah, the main, the actual main campaign of that game isn't that great. But, no. like, but I was super bummed. Because, like, every time I, I picked up Halo for a couple nights in a row, I was like, I'm so, oh, they're gonna make me do another fucking campaign mission in a row. I just want to walk around the world, especially with, especially like this and at the end of the year. I just want to play games and listen to Game of the Year podcasts, and I can't really do that. Well, there's a campaign thing. I mean, you can still shoot. There's, but it's weird. It's weird yeah. that that ring had existed for a while and the uh, banished, you know, were on it for ages, but they still didn't build any like real buildings no i mean they have a couple camps here and there that you but it seems like they just like whatever, but just kind of built the most like I, I don't even understand the story of like how long the banished were there it seems like humans were there for a while too because yeah. like the humans have been going like fighting the banished for at least a while like yeah. on that yeah it's 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 still fun. man the open world stuff is still really fun but like yeah. have you gotten any of the skulls or anything yeah, a couple of them here and there. Yeah, I guess there's a skull in each mission in the game, which that's par for the course for Halo, but there's a couple skulls. Like, the first two missions in the game are... You can, you can never go back to those locations what again. They, what were they thinking with that? And so I've seen people be like, what the f***? You mean I have to restart the whole game if I want to get those fucking skulls? I'm sure they'll eventually the patch it, but... What I don't, you would hope. Because those skulls are, are such a big deal for people. Like, the you hardcore... Can't... Yeah. You can't replay missions in that game. What? Is, what yeah, is there's the, no menu. How? There's no just like that's it. You can't you can't warp to other old locations or anything. You guys know it's it's you know we're not in 1998 anymore. Well, that's the thing because like you could that that's why the open world and the campaign feel kind of bolted on because they don't they don't they're not like organically linked. No. Like it really feels like the Halo campaign was just the campaign they devised. At some point, they were like. It would be fun if you had, like, an open-world part in between the missions. and But, like, the, the fact that you can't, like... The, yeah, you can't really go anywhere you want in the open world. To, like, where you've been at during camp. Like, the camp... All the campaign locations take place in a weird never-never land that you can't get back to from the, the, the campaign... Or from the open-world part, so... 
Yeah. What, so. is it going to break my immersion to go yeah, back Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, like, it's especially because, like, the first two missions, like, they're they're located on a ship that's, like, now submerged on the off off the coast of the mainland of, like, the island that you spend the open world part of the game. And, yeah, just teleport back there. Just hop on it. Especially if you've got a buddy with a drop ship. There's no reason why I can't just fly you back there. And, like, sure, maybe all the enemies are dead because you already killed them early in the stage. Oh, but, like, who can't let you, let you explore? There's no reason not to. Or just, like, maybe some of the banished made, made their way back. Yeah. It's kind of... <sighs> I mean, the game is better for... <laughs> is still way better than everyone anticipated it being because it looks so bad for so long. Yeah. But, like, it's still a miracle that it's... As, and then also for if... I, I don't want to just make it seem that, like, just because it's, like, quote-unquote free on Game Pass we should give it a give it a pass but like no it is also like i'm glad i didn't have to pay money for that the game but that makes it sound like i'm panning the game but it is kind of like I'm, I'm a little more knowing that i didn't have to pay money for the game I'm a little more like i could be a little like okay i can yeah i'm not worried about some of the you know it would be interesting though because uh i don't think there's been a halo game that either of us have cared about since we've become friends. No. Said <laughs> so, but now maybe when there's online co-op, when they patch that in to the game in like 2024, maybe we can play together or something like that. But Although no. I guess the camp you're just going to be doing the campaigns anyway. I forgot the campaign missions are boring because you're just walking down hallways mostly. It's yeah. the open world stuff you really want to do co-op. So mm -hmm. would you be able to do co-op open world in Halo? Have they even talked Who about knows? that? No, uh, I just thought about, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I mean, shit. Destiny kind of ate their lunch with that. Yeah. Man, what else? What fucking video games are coming out anytime soon? I don't know. Fucking Winter Olympics are coming up, so I have to have, I need to figure out a way to get fake cable uh, mm. so I can watch the Winter Olympics. Cause Wasn't it just the Summer Olympics? Yeah, well, that's what... Cause, but the Summer Olympics got, got delayed because of the pandemic. Yeah. So that's why it's been... They're, they're smushed up together. Um... Pokemon Breath of the Wild comes out at the end of the month. Oh, AGDQ started this morning. I forgot oh. about that. Mm. Awesome game is done quick. Yeah, do you have any interest in the Pokemon open world game that's supposed to be coming out at the end of the month? Yo. Yeah, I guess that's a thing that's coming out. It's supposed to be open world Breath of the Wild. Everything's Breath of the Wild now. Everything's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Is that the one that looks like ass? Pokemon? They all yeah, look like the, ass to me. The They're graphics like, look like ass. All Pokemon games look exactly the same to me. Yeah. Like, they just... All I know, it's kind of like you're a little kid. And mm -hmm. there's like... like the, I liked it when Pokemon... Maybe it's because I... Maybe it's not all Pokemon. But I liked it when the original Pokemon... Like, the under, original 150, where they're all like cute little chibi characters... I don't like all these new Pokemon <laughs> that are all like giant, like super pokey things. They're not cute, but they're like big monsters with like that just like don't even have faces and shit. Like fuck, I want, I want a cute, I want Psyduck. I don't want like a big fucking lightning horse with no face. Fuck that yeah. shit. Um, not that I care that much about Pokemon. I've only played like two or three Pokemon games in my entire life. Yeah. yeah, Super mm -hmm. Bowl, yeah. It's the Olympics and or, uh, it's it's Winter Olympics and uh, Super Bowl next month. I need to get big cable for. Oh man, Super Bowl! Horizon Forbidden West comes out. How oh, does it? Probably gonna yeah. get delayed. Everything's getting delayed. Did you play the first one? I started and I was like, ah. Yeah, I did not care for that. And Elden Ring comes out next month too. Uh, which... I haven't decided if I'm gonna play that or not. Yeah, I, it's, it's I like I like I got far into Bloodborne before I gave up on Bloodborne. 
okay. So you've played those games before. Yeah, so you know I did, I, No, I've only played Bloodborne. No, but Bloodborne is a pretty good example. I mean, that is a different formula than 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 Dark Souls, but it's still the basic third per It's still, you know, you get this, you know, very, very fussy third-person gothic horror shit, so. Yeah. Um, it, it looks neat, I guess. I don't know. That look cool. Video games, whatever. Mm. I'm sure I'm still going to be playing Astro Bot. Man, the that's the only thing time. that makes me happy about... Uh, well, no, I mean, it's it's. I am very curious to see. I've not looked up any of the details about the new PlayStation VR thing, which mm -hmm. I had a good time with the original PlayStation VR. And I guess this they like they finally have like new controllers. It's not yeah. just like move controllers and shit too, so it can't help but be better. But I just love that that means we're guaranteed a new AstroBot game soon. Like, I so I would imagine it'll be worth buying just for an AstroBot game. Those games are so good, and Sony's like. Err. Let's not give those guys anything more high profile. Just keep Astrobot. You guys, yeah, you guys just make a new Astrobot game for every hardware launch, and that's it. Like, did like they John just started watching YouTube videos of the VR stuff, and he's like, "I really want to play that." I'm like, "Well, you can't because it's on VR, and VR's it's not for your tiny little head." He's just looking at just general VR stuff too, not just like PSVR two stuff, but like just like no, everything. but watching yeah. videos of the Astrobot rescue mission on the VR headset. What's the age recommendation for you? For yeah, I didn't even think about. I think like, it's you, twelve and over. Even if you're four, it's still the headset's going to be too big. Yeah. Like just just a physical like it's not even. And they like, also don't. Um, there's not enough studies on if it affects little baby kids developing eyes and stuff. So. Well, this is a good point. Tra start training them with Virtual Boy. Buy one yeah. of those for ten oh, bucks. Yeah. Tell him it's the same thing. Burn his eyeballs raw. You take his. You take it off, and his eyes are just black and red, just it's from looking at that. The, 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 the way to make my son never want to play video games again. <laughs> Here, you're, you, this, you can only play the two games available on this system. Man, the Virtual Boy is so fucking bad. God damn. I just look it up. Because I just did a book illustration for Limited Run Games. Jeremy Parrish wrote a book about... Uh, wrote a book about all the fucking Virtual Boy games that ever came out, both in America and Japan. And, like, those 12 games are all so terrible looking. It's just, oh my god. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, but man. give the Astrobot guys a big game to do. Something. Just give them a full. You keep you keep giving fucking uh, Sackboy game after game after game, and his controls have always been terrible. Yeah, the Sony... Astrobot guys are so tight on their controls; it controls so well. But you guys are like, no, I'm... we're all in for Sackboy. I, unless it takes them so long to develop like a new Astroboy demo that it takes them an entire hardware generation. To come up with ideas for whatever the next Astro Boy game is going to be for the next launch of the next piece of Sony hardware. But the I have no idea why they're not just doing... It doesn't even have to be a whole Astro... Even if they wanted to come up with another game that's a different, like, franchise. It doesn't even have to be Astro Boy. Or what, what, mm -hmm. what are we talking about? Not Astro Boy. Fucking... Astro but like, Astro Bot. But just... Yeah... Then but I would guys, love, they're I the, would... the only they're the only studio that seems to know how to make the controller like all the haptic feedback and shit work really well with the speaker inside as well. Man, now you got me wanting to fire up <laughs> fucking Astrobot like the fucking original PSVR Astrobot. It's like banging mm. your head against stuff. That yeah. was fun as shit. Yeah. That was goddamn. I still thank you so much for having me over to your house to test that out for the first time. That was so goddamn fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, Astrobot is like the secret best thing on PlayStation. 
Yeah. Yeah, and no one wants, like, it's weird. Sony's just weird in general, but. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm like just they glad... have their own Nintendo quality studio. For... Seriously, that is and like. And they just ignore it. Is there anything else that's even remarkably close to, like, Nintendo in terms of, like, quality and presentation is that Ashkenbot studio? No. No, like, that is Anytime I do, like, when I'm running around, because John wants that's like his favorite game to play the playstation uh, 5 astrobot yeah yeah uh anytime i'm running around and it like start raining and hailing and stuff and just the speaker with the the haptic feedback with the so rumble nice. on it it's so good yeah it really feels like a little world inside your hands and no and... other company knows how to do any of that stuff or I'm don't i don't know if they don't know how or just are too lazy to use it they do something weird in Ghost of Tsushima. Or is it like, I think if you're holding on to, like, if you've got, like, a bow and arrow cocked for too long, mm -hmm. they suddenly make, like, the left fire trigger, like, really stiff. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember what it is, but th there's, like, one or two things in Ghost of Tsushima where they do, yeah, yeah where they kind of play around mm -hmm. with that. Like, that's always really surprising when they really, a game will kick up the resistance in one of the triggers a whole bunch where, like, it gets really hard to pull. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I'm always surprised by it because so... It's, so few companies ever take advantage of that, but yeah. But even the sound and everything like that, like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The little tin. Yeah. What was I playing with? I was surprised by someone speaking to me through the through the controller recently. Can't remember oh, what it was. That's more of a common thing. Maybe it was Miles Morales. Since the Wii did thing. that. Yeah. Maybe we. I don't. Know. The Wii. I, I had a good time with it. Yeah, I didn't ha didn't hurt hurt that like my housemate Joshin he was all into the Wii and we always have people come over to the house who like are into video like who like video games but they're not super into video games so we always had an audience to show the Wii off with mm. and it's the same thing with gar with the not Garage Band with the uh, with Rock, Rock Band. Band that yeah. was always it was the same kind of crowd where the, the same people would be amazed by the Wii would be like oh my God Rock Band this is so cool like they'd be so impressed with that and it was always a good time going off to the people. To, not even maybe the first time, but like we would find people like coming, making up excuses to come over to our house just to play with the Wii or with Rock Band. That was always kind of fun. Man, yeah. uh, apropos of nothing, John's got really into bot bots. Have you ever heard of bot bots? What's bot bots? I didn't know if you would know. Is it are, B? You're friends with Phil. Is it B O U H T? Like I bought the bots, or is it just no, bots? Like B O T B O T. B O T B O T S. Yep, bot bot. Let's see. Well, they're what transformers. Are they doing? They're oh, legitimate transformers, but they're mini mini transformers. Like I, I... bought him some ages ago, and he didn't care yeah. about them, and then all of a sudden he was like, "I need all the bot bots." When I these first got introduced, I bought like a whole like a whole box set of these. Like I don't like mm. own all of them, but yeah, there's like one that's like shaped like a sandwich. Like mm -hmm. it's a transformer, but it's like, like it's tiny little pocket sized yeah. toy. Like, it could almost be, like, a capsule toy. But, yeah. like, a lot of them, like, will turn, like... There's one that turns into a toilet, one that turns into a baseball bat. So it's not all just robots turning into, like, weapons and things like that, but no. just dumb stuff, like soda cans yeah. and, yeah, TV Yeah, he's sets. got a hot dog and a corn dog. <laughs> that yeah. is awesome. So where do you get BotBots? Are, are they still you, uh, sold in you, stores? I, you don't really see them in stores. Because I was going to say, because when I, I bought found, them... I saw them, like, once at a Freddy's. I was going to say, I bought uh, mine when they first came out just because... It was Phil. He, he's the one who said, hey, did you see this new Transformers thing coming out? And I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's such a cute idea that I bought like a, like a carton of them. And 
that's the last time I've ever heard of them. So I'm kind of <laughs> surprised that they still exist. I'm glad yeah. your kid's into them, but like... He... Yeah. He fucking loves the shit out of them. He loves Man, them. I don't a... know what... He went from, I know, having a couple and not caring, to all of a sudden he was like, we gotta get more bot bots. <laughs> that is cool. Weird. Man, there's like one that's pizza? Mm, I don't even understand what that is, but it's a pizza that turns into a standing little dude, yeah. Man, y your son's got good taste. <laughs> yeah, I just wish it was something you could actually find at a store. Yeah, seriously. So, when you buy them online... Because, like I said, I bought one that was just, like, essentially just, like, a little crate of them. Like, mm -hmm. are they just individual... Oh, I guess you can there's... buy, like, little spheres that have, like, ten of them or something. Yeah, there's the... So there's, it's, like, there's... almost like muscle men from back in the Kinda. day. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's some packs that come with ones inside of there, but uh, a one's a blind bag. Oh, okay. Here. There's oh, man. ones that are just blind bags. Fucking so. blind bags. Especially this, you want to... There's always going to be specific ones you want to collect, and, of course, blind bags... Fuck you in the ass. Yeah, he wants a he wants a one a little book that's called Bogus Focus, but that one's a, it's it's not one you can just. You know, I mean, they sell them. People sell them. Shit, but uh, yeah, oh, it's a Transformers like, it's, book. It's like from series two, and you can't just you know, oh, it's a blind bag you're one, saying so. he's a book. Mm -hmm. It's a bot bot that's a book called. Yes. I thought you were saying. I Bogus thought you were just Pocus. changing the subject entirely no, 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 to like no. he's suddenly into a book called Bogus no. Pocus. No, it's a it's a bot bot book called that Bogus Pocus. Ugly as hell. It's not even one of the better. <laughs> no, but he's. I don't no, know why he's fixing it on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that is okay. I see. Like his his face are the pages. His face is the pages, and like mm -hmm. the 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 covers kind of like unfurled to kind of become almost like ears on, on either side of his head. That's weird. But yeah. Oh you man, never, that's funny. It is weird. The you know, kids, you can lead them towards something and be like, you can be interested in this. It'd be very helpful. I'm and curious like, to see... Nah, I'm gonna be interested in this thing now. I'm curious to see what he's gonna be into after his uh, dinosaurs and transformers phase. He hasn't even really had that strong of a dinosaur space. He's always like, eh, but he doesn't well, play it, with the toys. He's been into planets and stuff, though, right? Oh, planets, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows the, all planets, the planets. That, I mean, it is cool to think about there's other worlds than ours. Like, yeah. I can totally see... Oh, I was more specifically into space stuff than necessarily other planets. Like, mm. I was really into the space shuttle as a kid. But that yeah. was just because the space shuttle was a big, brand new thing when I was, like, you know, six. But... Yeah. No, he likes... Things that transform that he can make from one thing to another. Like he I mean, that's Baku always going to be cool. He likes Bakugan toys. Oh, so. okay. Transformers. Any, uh, for, it's a little better now, but anything that transformed at all was technically a transformer in his world. Man. Like, that thing's a transformer. It changed. He had this little, um, uh, what the heck is the thing called? I said, uh, not a dump truck. <laughs> the, the Garbage construction. Truck? No, a construction oh, vehicle, a bulldozer. He had a little bulldozer, and since the bulldozer could lift up and move, like, move around, he's like, it's a transformer. I'm like, okay, sure. I'm not gonna argue <laughs> it's got moving components, so it's a transformer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see the yeah. logic of that. He's not entirely wrong. Yeah. Oh, man, that's cute. Yeah. Oh, man, like, yeah, I could see him just, like, if he's, like, if he had, like, an F-15 jet toy, when its wings move, he's like, it's a transformer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that's what it sounds like, what he sounds like when he talks, but, yeah. yeah. At the Transformer, I'm Olivia, I've got a Scottish accent. I'm kind of surprised that things like BotBots and whatnot don't have, like, a, 
a stupid take advantage of people's subscription service where one gets delivered to your house like a there's no, is there not even like a bot bot collector's box? Uh, there might like be. Like a case. Cause that, yeah. especially cause those things are so tall, it's, or, or so tiny, they're, that's like crying, crying out for like a Transformers logo head case that you put all the little bot bots in and stuff. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, exactly, some kind of, I guess maybe the line failed. Otherwise you'd probably be hearing something about that. No, they're but... still making it. Oh, they still, there are still new yeah, ones coming series out. Series 4 okay. coming out, yeah. But, yeah, that sucks, especially because I could see that being... Because they're so small and so cheap. Like, mm -hmm. I could see that being more like an end cap I don't, thing. Or I like, don't mind the bot bots because they're small, so they don't take up a lot of space. So. Uh, the only thing you have to worry about, I guess, is maybe the dog eat them, eating them. Yeah, but she doesn't. Pooping out a bogus pocus. Yeah. <laughs> Have you looked on eBay for a bogus pocus? Yeah, they're like five bucks and stuff. That's not too bad, but yeah. No. I'm assuming they're probably even opened. Because oh, yeah. yeah, it's just because they were sold in blind bags, so you can't, you don't know what it is until you open it. Yeah, fucking bags. I would. Hmm. I'm glad they didn't have them when we were kids. Would have been very. I got my butthole just broke. Oh. No, I've again. got a grocery delivery coming right after. Um, uh, we record, and mm -hmm. I just got my email from Walmart saying, uh, let's see. <laughs> we didn't have anything you wanted. Let's Because that's been the, the extent of ordering. I am actually kind of, right uh, this is how I know that the pandemic is get, suddenly getting worse again. Mm. Uh, because how I can tell just from Walmart grocery delivery is mm -hmm. that just within the last week or two, it's become becoming a lot harder to schedule, just to actually just like, like the, yeah. the like people are ordering more because they're too scared to go to the stores. That like mm -hmm. find like I have to like the reservation slots are much yeah. farther out because everyone's suddenly ordering from Walmart again uh, delivery. And actually, yeah, the email they just sent. That's why I was suddenly like, uh, because the email they sent me was such a long list of things they were out of. Mm -hmm. I wasn't quite sure if I was reading it correctly. <laughs> so yeah, which granted, no. half of this stuff they're out of is not like anything like important like. Oh, they were out of the Sharpies I wanted, though. But uh, they're out no, of batteries. We, How are they out of batteries? Okay, yeah. Panic. Uh, no, we we got um, Fred Meyer pickup yesterday. Not even delivery, but pickup. oh yeah, no, that's and they, okay. They called Kelsey, and the guy was like, "Man, I'm really sorry. Things have gone off the rails here, so you're gonna Oof. your pickup's gonna be like three and four hours later than it was okay. originally scheduled." Which well, sometimes like, that could just even happen. She was like, she told the guy, she's like, "Oh, that's okay," you know. And she said, "Good luck," and the guy was like. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody has said anything like that to me. It like, yeah, wasn't just the sound of someone there, cocking a luck. gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I a, can see, like, because... It's like fucking retail workers, man. Like, fucking people treat them like shit. Not to say it's justified yeah. yelling at people, but I could see people being a little more put out by a pickup being redelivered, because that's, that's yeah. changing what you have to go out and do. At least with a grocery delivery... I don't even have to sign for that's one of the nice things with grocery deliveries because the pandemic has made that you don't even have to sign like they just drop it out you don't even have to be there oh, and man. so i just open up the back door and suddenly there's like like 150 dollars worth of groceries <laughs> by the back door yeah the, it, it's kind of stopped happening but when we get food, like a meal delivered or something mm -hmm. the last like two weeks ago prior to that 
people were starting to just stand there and hand it directly to us. And I was oh, like, so not, they were. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with this yet. <laughs> just Especially food. I, I'm, I'm an introvert. Just leave it by my door, and I never want to see you. I want you to be a food ninja. Leave my food at the door. Just throw it out of yeah. smoke bomb and vanish. I hate to say it, but that like, I mean, granted, I'm also already a homebody and stuff. That is one of the nice things about the pandemic is like, yeah, just contact free. Just drop it off. I'll pick it up. Mm -hmm. We don't have to shake hands or, yep. you know, exchange. It's funny because we were just talking about how we should be treating delivery people like like human beings. But also at the same time, I don't want to see you. I don't want to know that you exist. I'll give you a huge tip. But yep. like, yeah, I don't want to. I'll treat them as a human being by giving them a big tip. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm not interested in like, hey, how is your family doing? I did feel a little bad, too, because there was a guy, I think my... I was lucky enough to score a Walmart grocery delivery like the day before Christmas, like Christmas mm. Eve, which I felt extra bad. But at a certain point, like it's not like they would have had any less work if I didn't get a delivery scheduled. Mm. But because I needed groceries before Christmas and literally the only reservation window I could find was like like 2 p.m. on Christmas Eve. And so I did that. And the guy who delivered my groceries, he was like 10 minutes late. And mm -hmm. he sent me a text being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, your groceries are And I just sent him a text. It's Christmas Eve. I'm just like, glad to be getting anything at all. And, like, he's, like, texted me back this whole thing about how, uh, like, his mom had just died and all this stuff. Mm. And, like, this, I kind of felt bad because, like, I actually was, actually wound up having this, like, relatively lengthy text conversation with this guy. As he was, like, driving, I was also kind of worried about how he was driving, because we were having, like, the... Because <laughs> yeah. it's not like he was just waiting for, like, Walmart just to, like, put, like, stock his truck with the groceries. I don't even I don't actually know how they even do that stuff. But, like, I never actually wound up seeing the guy, because he wound up dropping my stuff on the back deck, but we had this whole, like, 20-minute conversation before he dropped him off about, like, yeah, his, his, like, he's having it rough, and it's a sad Christmas, because it it's first Christmas without his uh, mom and all this stuff, mm. and just, like... Oof. And oh, that's the one, one thing's because um, our kitchen is located in the in the back of the house that mm -hmm. I, I always leave specific delivery instructions to deliver to the back deck rather than rather than the front door because mm -hmm. it's you know the kitchen's right there. I only have to carry everything like two feet rather than it's the also whole safer. length of the house. Uh, it, that's the other thing, too, especially if they're just going to leave the groceries there. And so I <laughs> in my notes I always leave a little note saying front door is broken please deliver the back deck mm. and so he saw that like you know he saw the note about the front door being broken he was like i'm a handyman too so if you ever need any like he gave me his url and everything like that and he was mm. talking about all this other work he's done for Working other people it. and i felt bad being like i'm just lying i just don't want to <laughs> carry that stuff to like the house but i didn't say that but it was i felt a little yeah. bad for misleading this guy this guy who's desperately needing human contact mm. and just so yeah man Man, we are living in the 21st century. Jesus Christ. Life is weird. But so anyway, That was the Great Mouse Detective. That's the Great Mouse Detective. That's what we thought about. It's good. What? So, are all your food buying choices get, like governed by your kid? No, because he eats different shit than us. He eats like five different okay, things. Okay, so you don't have loves. to worry about every dinner just being like catering to him. Okay, no, that's no. good. Just thinking about, It'd be like, great yeah. if we, what we made he would also eat, but oh yeah, that mean he's as picky as he is stubborn. So. Okay, yeah, you've talked about him being stubborn, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, is he into uh, dinosaur shaped chicken nuggies? Dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets kind of suck ass. 
They're not oh, yeah? good. Yeah, well, they're I mean, just chicken nuggets bland. in general. They're just bland. Aren't that good. Yeah, they're bland. Well, as opposed like the, to the other good, actually, oh shit, no, they have the no, the Freddy's, uh, Kroger brand, whatever it is. They're actually pretty good um, nuggets. Pop popcorn nuggets. Yeah. Those are the best ones. They're fucking. Oh, okay, I'll have to keep they're, that in mind. They're super delicious, and they have not been in stock for like three weeks. You did that directly through Fred Myers too, right? You didn't have to yeah. do like okay, yeah. Which I should be doing that wrong. Anytime he try gets a different kind of breaded chicken, he's like, oh, I'll pop this. <laughs> he's like, what is it? Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, they were out of my. Oh no! How my... Oh, they do have salad. I've uh, hankered for after eating so much garbage during Christmas. I need some vegetables mm -hmm. back into me, which I can just buy the stuff to make the salad. But it's also nice to have a salad kit, my little mini fridge here too. So, but yeah, that's a great mouse detective. It was a great mouse detective. Next week, some more Avatar. With it was the, the pretty good mouse detective. It was the pretty good mouse detective. Yeah, who's just name the episode? He was that? the yeah. hey, it's all right, mouse detective. Thumbs up, mouse detective. Man, I watched this. I watched, just happened to watch a Siskel and Ebert review of it, and they mm -hmm. liked it too. But they oh, were like, "Oh, great hey. mouse detective!" Yeah, yeah. They were like, they finished it by saying, "It's just, uh, it's a great film for kids, and apparently, forty-year-old men too." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> no, oh, wow. <laughs> no, don't tell me I'm as old as these old fuckers <laughs> looking like right now. No! Because even yeah. back, back in, when this came out and they reviewed it, they looked old as hell. And I'm like, no! Yeah, they're... <laughs> oh, no. That guarantees oh, you're no. going to be dead in 20 years, because they were mm. both dead in 20 years after that. Mm. Oh, no! Man, fuck Siskel and Ebert. They can suck <laughs> a dick from outer space. <laughs> I was just... Because I was looking up uh, stuff, because I, I talked last week how I found a Rift Tracks thing about mm -hmm. uh, the Marvelous Land of Oz, which was the same book that Return to Oz was based off of. And somehow that led me to an interview with, uh, a video interview, a recent one, with Walter Murch, who was the guy who wrote and directed Return to Oz. And he's a very kindly old man. He's just, he almost looks like he could be, like, from, like, the 1920s. or He almost looks like he could be from the land of Oz himself. He's not, mm -hmm. like, he's just always a very soft-spoken old dude. And he was talking about how he knew the movie was doomed. Because, like, the first review was from Siskel and Ebert. And he was like, I don't know why they were so mean. They were like, just because it didn't have like fucking who's who's who played Dorothy. They're like, just because it wasn't exactly like the old 1930s Wizard of Oz movie, they just sh they went out of their way to shit so hard over my movie. And I was like, there's no way we can come back from that. It doesn't mm. matter who else might like this movie. They they beat the shit out of Return to Oz so badly. It was like I I knew I right from there I was screwed. I'm never gonna direct another movie after this again because they just fucked me so hard. And I looked up the review and they were being very petty shitheads about that movie. They were what? talking fucking who's the skinny one? Siskel. He yeah. was talking about how Return to Oz was so bad that when he is on his deathbed, he's gonna regret having wasted two hours of his life. Wow. watching Return to Oz, and I'm like, all the movies this get break out the brick bats for, Return to Oz is the one you're gonna be saying this kind of shit about? And, like, that made me happier that, that fucking Siskel and Ebert are dead now. Because I'm like, because they're talking about their own deaths in regards to yeah. the review of this movie, and I'm like, yeah, I hope you were fucking fucking thinking about Return to Oz stealing two hours from you, you piece of shit, you bald motherfucker. Anyway. <laughs> not, it's not that I'm that much in love with Return to Oz, but, like, Fuck those guys. 
So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, great mouse detective. Pretty good mouse Anyway, detective. next time, Savitar. <sighs> it's the beach, the Avatar and the Fire Lord, the Runaway, and the Puppet. The Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah. and that, actually, even then, we'll be... No, there's... Oh, no, there's 21 episodes this season. I thought there was only 16. And I was like, oh, man, by virtue of the fact that we'll be done with the first eight episodes, we'll be already be halfway through Do the you... last season. So, but not quite. Do you like the blow-by-blow blow for Avatar, or would you like it if we did it like we just did, where we just kind of catch it? I... Ironically, I think as we get closer to the end of the blow-by-blow, okay. you know what, I, I totally understand where you're bringing this, uh, this up, especially after last week where it was nothing but filler. Mm-hmm. Like, where, like, of all the episodes <laughs> we could have done, just, like, talking about it. Mm. And even no, these episodes... Fine. I'm fine doing the blow-by-blow, blow. I just wanted to check. I think uh, when it comes to, uh, man, looking at the stuff that's going on in the next couple of, actually, it's funny because we are getting to the most plotty parts mm. of the show after next week that like, if you want to try next week, just doing the, just vague notes, nah. like for an experiment, but like, yeah. Um, cause like I said, the, the, at it, least even the, it beach doesn't episode, take me long. It's a baby show for babies. So Avatar and the Fire Lord is very plot centric. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, if you had said that like 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 three months ago, I would have been like, yeah, well, but like now. So I've yeah. already watched the watched the beach and the Avatar and the Fire Lord. Oh, okay. Avatar and the Fire Lord. There's not going to be tons of note because okay. stuff does happen, but also there's swath where nothing's happening except. Well, like you said, the is beach happening. is just the kids hanging out. Is that the one yeah. that ends with them burning down like the fu- like? There's the like, because it's Azula being all like, "I shall destroy you" at the volleyball game, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make. Which is, I would have been... Uh, why am I saying that? Because if I'm not sure that's the episode we're talking about, I'm just spoiling stuff for <laughs> potential other episodes. Oh, but no. the Avatar... Oh, the Avatar of the... Doesn't the... Doesn't the fucking... Doesn't fucking the... Uh, fire... <laughs> this is next week. Doesn't the Fire Lord get roasted because the fucking Fire Lord is all like... Oh, no, Avatar... Owes, no, wait. What's his... Avatar <laughs> Roku dies because fucking Fire Lord's being a dick, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because it's all like, without your, without you, my plans to be an asshole. Okay, yeah. I just saved your life, but my plans, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, okay. I can't, you really went nuts this week, because I know you were talking about how you watched The Great Mouse Detective, like, three days ago. And then mm-hmm. you also dove halfway, oh, okay, so, shit, okay. Yeah. But yeah, next week especially, though, there's things get a more, well, the Day of Black Sun, it gets much, like, the actual invasion of the Fire Nation stuff starts happening next, next, not the episode's... Like, the, the Avatar of the party after the next is when the actual, mm-hmm. like, real plot for Season 3 starts to kick in, so... Yeah, but... Okay. Okay! Sorry, sir, for shooting you time. down there, though, but... Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. um... It's Mudron on Twitter on the group. Bro, very hard to You know how yeah. uh, <laughs> That was cool. the Great Mouse Attack, the next time is Avatar. Uh, dun, we're gonna dun, get dun. out of here and go piss, I guess. The uh. gonna... Yeah. And to get the three items out of the hundred he ordered uh, put away. Seriously, it's going to be... I think I've got, like... Yeah, I've got my butt tampons and mm-hmm. some saran wrap. That's all I really need, so I'm happy. Uh, is the next Disney thing we're going to cover Aladdin? I think so. Because just looking at the list... I mean, again, not that you have to commit right now, but I can't imagine... If we're not doing Oliver and Company, then it's Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin. I think that's what it would be. Yeah, I guess I mean, we'll, I mean, I we'll might, talk about that more since, next week. But yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that more. Yeah, Ooh, so I, 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 man. I, 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 yeah, 
A toodaloo! Adios, bitches! Whoa. But this is us, we're fighting a big man, and I guess we're boyfriends, and now I'm falling. Hey! <laughs> <laughs>